Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey! 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 He is brave, Sir Robin. Brave, Sir Robin. Shut up! Um, nobody really. Just, um, just passing through. What do you want? To fight Shut up! Um, oh, nothing, nothing really. I, just, just to, um, just to pass through good tonight. I'm, I'm afraid not. Ah, oh. well, actually, I, I am a knight of the round table. You're, You're a knight, knight of the round table? I am. In that case, I shall have to kill you. Shall I? Oh, I don't think so. What do I think? I think kill it. Oh, let's be nice to him. Oh, shut up. And you. Oh, quick, get the sword out. I want to cut his head off. Oh, cut your own head off. Yes, do us all a favour. What? Yapping on all the time. You're lucky you're not next to him. What do you mean? You snore. Oh, I don't. Anyway, you've got bad breath. Well, it's only because you don't brush my teeth. Oh, stop bicking and let's go and have tea. All right, all right, all right. We'll kill him first and then have tea and biscuits. Yes. yes. Oh, not biscuits. Oh, my, oh, my, not biscuits, but let's kill him anyway. Right. He's buggered off. So he has, he's scarpered. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying time's here. Woo! I stuck in the middle shit to talk to we're late i don't know what episode this is i'm gonna call it 205 so hey everybody welcome to episode 205 <laughs> this short notice we planned it i i didn't think we'd get this done tim gross nope had high winds and and uh what do you call uh, like really bad electrical storms didn't have any internet until about 10 minutes ago that's crazy <laughs> what are you drinking over there no and Yes, you are. Come on. <laughs> You're still eating? Yeah. See, not even dinner time can stop us. But anyway, Tim Gross, Paris is burning. Terrorists are attacking. And we have a Pokemon apocalypse going on. What the fuck, Earth? <laughs> How do we solve these problems, Tim Gross? Go. Uh... It's the McNeil Lair out news hour right now. Go. 
solve the problems. <laughs> they all have lost their frickin' minds. That's not solving anything. <laughs> dude, I was start out. Start telling them all to start playing Pokemon Go. Everybody is, dude. It's insane. I was out, went to the movies last night, 945, got home about 1.30 in the morning. Two 50-year-old, pe- like, husband and wife, walking down the middle of the street looking for Pokemons. I still haven't seen anybody doing that yet, but apparently it's happening all over Pittsburgh also. Oh, I'm sure. People people are going to fall off the bridge. Speaking of the bridge, I was there. Yes, you were, but I want to go back one point. <laughs> okay. Uh, with the Pokemon thing? Yes. Uh, just for the conspiracy theorist people. Can like we Ed. get... Wait, I got an idea, and I don't want it to fly out of my head. Can we get Ed Quillen... To make a Pokemon Tim Gross, like a Pokemon version of Tim Gross. I'm sure if he's listening, he would. Do it, I'm Ed. sure if you contacted him, he would. I want a Pokemon Tim Gross. But because you got to open up Google the po- and Gross. Google, Google Maps and everything like that. You do? Uh, I don't know. I don't play it. Yeah, that's supposedly cool. that's what goes down. Um, okay, that would make sense. Uh, supposedly Google will have 50% <laughs> of everyone's house inside and outside now. In Google Maps by the end of the year because of Pokemon Go. Oh wow! You got to turn on your camera and everything. Really? Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is this is uh, like I've heard a lot of people say this is a giant government conspiracy. Uh yeah. <laughs> Google's conspiracy. I like I like video games and I don't I, you know I I kind of have big fun of this Pokemon craze. Because you're keeping what? track of where you're going and... Uh-huh. That's, this is some Big Brother type shit. Yeah, what you're doing? Yes, exactly. And, and we don't have, you know, Roddy Piper around to help us out anymore. He can't, like, save us from the fucking government aliens. Oh, uh, not whole. What? I just found somebody. I have the following. 27 packs of subspecies. 23 packs of dull man. 21 packs of bad channels, 3 packs of trancers. That's 74 packs total. All I'm asking for is $74 for the whole shebang, shipped to the lower 48 U.S. only. What do you mean packs? Like packs of DVDs or trancers? Cards. The full moon cards from back in the day. I didn't know they. I didn't know those existed. Oh, yeah. I have a few. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I, have you do. A, I have a few, like, hidden in different places. Oh, it's like, it's a, they're like the Pokemon of the Tim Gross house. Yeah, they, like, made some new ones, but the the old ones are the ones that you could not find that, like... I've never it, seen them at a convention anywhere. No, but it, I never got to see, like, the like a box or whatever, and that's what this guy has pictures of. And By this it, guy, do you mean Charles Band? No, this is uh, Chris Dunham, dude, and I think this is the dude that I was talking to the other night. We were going back and forth. Because he has a crash and burn laser disc. Ooh. And I was like, well, do, do I get points for having the crash and burn poster signed by Bill Mosley? <laughs> he was like, yeah. <laughs> and he had a laser disc of the first transfers. I've seen that at conventions. I've, I've seen the laser disc of transfers. Yeah, but apparently, I, I guess it's the same dude. He's, he's in Indiana, actually. Was this, what's his name? Monrovia. Chris Dunham. Monrovia, Indiana, 46157. Oh, now that we've gave out his address, (laughs) 
Uh, his zip code, not his address. Yeah, Monroe. I don't know if I've heard. Maybe I've heard of him. I don't know. It rings a bell, but I'm not for sure because there's a Monroeville, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Monroe, Indiana. So I don't know. I might be thinking of. Come on, dog. I might be thinking of one of those. But yeah, it, it, these were truly limited edition. Like if you ordered full moon tapes or t-shirts or whatnot, you got a free pack with your full moon membership when. Like, we're talking 91, 92. I was going to say, this sounds like some promotional shit that you might see at, like, a video store or something. Uh, yeah, but it, well, Full Moon, if you got their membership back in the early 90s, uh, when Full Moon was, uh, you know, going strong, yeah. and you would get a pack of these with your package. And I have a pack of Puppet Master ones. I believe I have a pack of subspecie ones. I've never seen... Bad Channels ones or the Dollman ones. That's... Yeah, Bad Channels seems like a pretty obscure one to have. Yeah, so that's kind of weird. But anyhow, yeah, um, just for anybody that's playing Pokemon Go, pretty much you're putting all your stuff out there more than ever now. That's the point. That's not going to stop people. No, it isn't. But yeah, just for the conspiracy people, just letting you know. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for the conspiracies to happen. But yeah, that's how you stop everybody, all the terrorists attacked. Did something else happen again? I, I stopped paying attention anymore. Paris blew up. Oh, really? Yeah, there was, yeah, I kind of stopped paying attention to that I, shit. I, I just, uh, yeah, I'm at that point. I'm done. And it's not, it's not that, like, I don't care. It's just that I don't, you know, I know what happened. And I don't need the media twisting it. I don't need their shit kind of just fucking turn the news off anymore and that's that's terrible but whatever anyway i was in pittsburgh i got to see tim gross yes you did for about an hour yeah dan so disappointed i want to hang out with dan so bad (laughs) like i want to fucking drink with albert dan so fucking bad but pittsburgh was fun dude took dad to man those seats we had at the at the pirates game Mm -hmm. fucking fantastic that's cool i'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. I don't think there was a bad seat in that fucking place. That's what I hear. I still have not stepped foot in it. It's cool. It's not. It's not the best baseball park I've ever been to. But that's you. You can't beat Wrigley Field. It's not. You're not going to beat it ever. I've heard. I've heard the Wrigley Field like the. They're killing the heart of that by just basically corporate. Chicago's taking that over now. Yeah, but you know what? Also, I've heard I've heard that, but I've heard that that place is old. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it yeah. Really needs probably torn down and and built again. But you know, buildings can't last forever. And I understand because there's like giant chunks falling off of that fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And and you know what are you gonna do? You can't have people getting killed. Shit. I don't know Pittsburgh. Well, do I need to? Yeah, we had a fucking great time, man. It was a good game. It was awesome until about the sixth inning. Until the Pirates, I I don't know who uh, the fucking Cubs put in at pitcher, but they couldn't find the fucking plate at all. And the Pirates just said, well, we're going to fuck this. It's home run derby now. I think they hit three home runs right back to back to back. And it was just – and we left about the eighth inning. And traveling with that is, is – it's okay. But you want to strangle them sometimes because we're right down in the heart of Pittsburgh, right? Yes. They pretty much you're right on 
That is, that's like right, it's a bridge over from the heart of Pittsburgh. Well, I'll put it this way. It is on the river because the one guy, McCutcheon, hit one into the river. Yeah. And they love that dude. They love that. Uh, some. Really? <laughs> well, some. I, heard your, I heard your third baseman's in trouble now. I think his name's Kang. Yes. Uh, yes. Put, put some put some shit in the lady's drink. Korean dude, yes. Yeah, supposedly. Yep. Nothing's been proven yet. Oh, man. It was a good game. Uh, they won 12-5. to And I'm going to tell this story before I forget it. This story's for our buddy, Tristan Gnarly Martin. So, in order to get over to the stadium, you got to cross that Clemente Bridge that they yep. shut down. Which did your dad enjoy that? There wasn't anything on the bridge. We hung out, like, at the end of the bridge. They were having a concert, and there's a bunch of shit on there. But, what? okay, I got to ask you first. What's with the locks on the bridge? Like the uh, fucking master locks? I don't know. There's thousands of them stuck on that. Yeah, it means something. I can't remember. I, I, and I, honestly, I don't care. (laughs) I don't. I was like, what the fuck is up with that? But yeah, we went down there, you know, there was bands playing and we were eating some awesome, Jesus Christ. You fucking Pittsburghers, Yins can fucking cook some grub. (laughs) Man, I had like a fucking cheesesteak of some sort. Yeah. I've never had a Philly cheesesteak, but I feel like now I don't ever need to. <laughs> it was amazing. And we had some hot dogs and shit, but, you know, you got to walk over that bridge. So walking back, you know, they got all the homeless people there that are a lot of them. You can tell you know, they're acting homeless. They're not homeless. Yeah. But Sacks guy. Sacks, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's been, he's dude. He shows up before every Pittsburgh game, period. Pirates, Sacks. Penguins, Steelers. I immediately thought, oh, my God, I've run into Tristan Gnarly Martin. It's Sax guy. Big, black, bald guy. Yep. He's fucking yelling about something. I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. He's yelling about something. And then all of a sudden he's like, this was for you, Pittsburgh. Bam. Starts playing the sax for the night court team. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, that's fucking cool. So, yeah, he he's pretty good. I I like. Yeah, he wasn't too bad. I yeah, gave him he, two bucks. Yeah, he he's like I said, he's been doing that for a long time, and he's it's you pretty much you mentioned Sax guy, and everybody around Pittsburgh knows who it is. Yeah, Sax guy. So there's not just a uh, sexy Sax guy in the Lost Boys, Tristan yeah. Martin. There's one that uh, populates the Clemente Bridge in in Pittsburgh. It is great. But got to see you for, what, like an hour? Something Drink like beer, that. And eat some food? It's, oh, man. Dude. Oh, I didn't tell you this because I was waiting for the show. That food, that shit was good. But it fucked Dad up. <laughs> man, it fucked him up. <laughs> he didn't eat a lot of it. He couldn't stay out of the goddamn it was hilarious oh man i ate a bunch of it that night it was it, good it was like for yeah for anybody who wants to know uh it had tater tots and so, yeah the wife made tater tot taco uh tater tot taco casserole oh it was good it was What's so- that tater taco tater casserole. taco just you just need to rename it like Dad. And I didn't even get the sour cream or the salsa out for you. Yeah, you need to get that's that's now called Dad's Butthole Buster. <laughs> Your dad was awesome. I love talking. <laughs> I knew you finally got to meet my dad. 
Yep. And I knew once you were talking sports, I knew you were going to get the Alzado story. And that was fine. Yeah. I knew I was... you were going to get the I never told you the Alzado story. He tells that to everyone. What sports is happening? Well, I met Alzado one time. Yep. Yep. Alzado put him on his ass. Pretty cool. Yeah, it was a fun time. That was great. I wish I was there. I wish I could have got that Friday off. But Yeah, uh, dude. Uh, yeah. I could. Dad couldn't get it off either, so. Yeah, we we would have had a blast, but that's what I said. Next time, we're gonna plan to do it every year because that's Dad loves the pirates. Yeah, next time I say, hey, next time you're in Pittsburgh, even if it's convention, we're just driving to Dan's house. Okay. We're just gonna drive to Dan's house, like even after the as soon as the convention ends, we're just going to Dan's house so you can hang out at Dan's. I miss my buddy. I miss my communist sympathizer, Dan. Fuck Bryce. Fuck Chuck I want to see Dan. Damn it. Um. Anyway, what you been watching? Oh, that out of the way. uh, man, uh, a ton of crap actually. Mm. Uh, let me go back and try Oops. to make sure. We're sitting on two weeks worth of stuff. We didn't. Yeah, trying not to miss anything. Okay, yeah, that's not it. Okay, hold on. You want me to go? I got my list. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So, like everybody, I'm sure you don't get Netflix, but I'm sure you've seen it on Facebook. I started watching Stranger Things. Yeah, I've heard a lot about this, and it sounds super interesting. Um, it's good so far. I'm not done with it yet. It gets it gets better as it goes. It's only eight episodes, mm-hmm. and imagine like all the the childhood nostalgia that that movie Super Eight was reaching for. Mm-hmm. These guys did it way better. Even okay. from, like, the opening credits, it looks like a Steven. If you could go back in time to, like, 19... It's set in 1983, and they nail 1983. Okay. Um, Like, you're not seeing a fucking, you know, like, Camaro or a Taurus anywhere. Uh, it's all Pinos and Mavericks and shit. Cool. But, uh, if, if you could go back to 1983 and get John Carpenter... Stephen King to make like together to make like a TV series mm-hmm. like like you know how they used to like like V like V was yeah like a I've been wanting to revisit that series too. again too I, I I've been really thinking about it me too but I don't there's a lot to cover of that yeah it is and it's kind of like the Swamp Things the series thing it's kind of like uh, I might get this it's, if it's cheap or if I talk to Dan, maybe get a season here and a season there. But yeah. like the original, like, what was it? The, it? What is it? The original, there's a movie and there's like, it's like an eight hour TV series or whatever it was or six I can, hours. No, yeah, all I remember as a kid was it was two hours one night and two hours the next night. Yeah, I just I thought it that's was that's all like, I'd ever seen of it. I know there's a little a series too from back. Yeah, then. that came from it, but originally it's like there. I b- thought it was like six hours or eight hours long, and it went all week long. No, it was uh, only on two NBC. nights. See, I sure. see, I thought it was different. I could be thinking of the TV series that came after. Might but yeah, there was the original movie that started it, and then came the weekly series that came eventually because there was like a full season after they like. Got the aliens, and then they brought in a couple other different characters as it went along. But they kept all pretty much all the other people. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of links between like the filming style, like V, uh, old 
old Stephen King, old John Carpenter, old like 1980, like Salem's Lot, like we're going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. Like that, there's a lot of, and it's about this group of kids. There's four of them, and you know they're the Dungeons and Dragons nerds of the school, and they do all that shit, and they're kind, they're not, they're kind of the outcast. Well, one of them goes missing, and there's a little girl that shows up that has, she's kind of like a Professor X. I think they even say in the show they compare her to Professor X. She's escaped from a government. I don't know if it's government or private. I think it might be just a private industry. Well, she's escaped, and this industry is kind of like, you know how they talk about the mist? Yeah. The army people up there trying to open up dimensions? Yeah. They've done that, and monsters are fucking coming through, and they, they snatch one of the kids, ends up dying. Huh. And I'm only five episodes in, and there's eight, so I don't know how it turns out, but... Man, it's it's pretty good. Me and the girlfriend sit here and watch two of the episodes the other day, and she was like, "I want to go watch all of this." And I gave her my network, my Netflix password. It's great. Okay, here you go. V. The first one came out in '83. It was a TV miniseries, two episodes. It was three hours and seventeen minutes long. Uh, which two hours each yeah. night? Yeah. And then had another TV series, '84 to '85, and it was nineteen episodes long. See, I don't even remember that at all. Yeah. And then I think, and let me make sure, I believe... Did they have a yeah, cartoon they, also? Yeah, after that was V, The Final Battle, which was a three-episode movie that continued all that, and it was four hours, four and a half hours long. That was a three-night thing. Good God, I don't remember that one either. See, yeah, and that came after... They already did the two series. And uh, just to throw out a few names, just in this last one, the final battle, you had Dick Miller, uh, Sarah Douglas, uh, where else? Mark Singer, of course, Andrew Pine, Michael Ironside, Robert England. So, I mean. You sold me. That's genre royal. Yeah, like I said, this is the stuff. But, yeah, the 19-episode one is the one I'm recalling. Yeah. We need to uh, if we if we ever do a show we need to skip that one they put out that series. Yeah. They oh, the first one in the ago. final battle. Yeah, that first one in the final battle. Yeah, they those connect much uh, flawlessly than the 19 episodes in between. No, I'm talking about the one from a couple years ago. Remember they? Oh played- yeah, 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 yeah. It was not very good. Yeah, it it wasn't bad. The problem was I just. It's not the 80s anymore. That's the yeah, problem, you know? yeah. It, it just some of the ca- some of the cast casting made sense. Yeah. Um, I did like what they were trying to do with Diana, but like you said, I think we, exactly what you said. It's not the 80s. It's not the 80s. Um, no one. Uh, you know, we've already had Independence Day and all the other retarded crap since then, and it just. V came at a very unique time, and part of that time was NBC could not do nothing wrong at that time. Oh, shit. Because, I mean, if you remember, all in that, like, between 83 and 85, we're talking uh, Knight Rider, A-Team. A-Team. V, of course, The Cosby Show. I don't think The Cosby Show was that early. Yeah, it it would come out of right around that time. Eighty, I think it's eighty four came out. 
And we're talking. Son of a bitch was on forever then. Yeah, we're talking between 83 and 85. Don't forget Night Court and Mm -hmm. Cheers. And it just. NBC couldn't do anything wrong at that time. Damn. I didn't realize the Cosby show was that old. And and the one I'm forgetting, Miami Vice. Yeah. At that time. Shit. But yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Man, old TV. Stranger Things. It, 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 it honestly, they nail it. it. It's fucking great. I hope it doesn't shit the bed at the end. Uh, I've got two and a half episodes to go, but man, yeah, it's like a lost miniseries from 1983. That's cool. And Winona Ryder's pretty awesome in it. She plays. I, I know that's a big deal for a lot of people. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Kind of like she's back doing stuff again. But she's just always, she plays the same pretty much person every movie. I've never thought yeah, she was but... special. I guess supposedly she did legitimately walk away from Hollywood for a few years. Is... Until Jason Statham called her up and said, hey, you need to come be a fucking meth head in my home front movie. I'm guessing, but like, yeah, supposedly. I I don't know the full backstory, but supposedly uh, the story is literally, she I guess out? she decided she wanted out. She was done and took a few years off. And Nothing wrong I, with that. No, and I, I know this show is being basically as her comeback. She's she, not in it a bunch. There's pretty, there's, it's like a. She got other stuff coming from what I've heard too. That, that's good. I, I, I don't dislike her. I like her, but she's, she's a third of that show. There's like the storyline with her and the cop that are trying to find the kid. Like the kid dies. But not really. He's like in a poltergeist, like kind of like poltergeist. There's a honestly, there's a lot lifted in this story from other movies. But that you know, he's in this. He's in like the poltergeist dimension, like Carol Ann was. She mm-hmm. could hear him in the walls, and he talks through lamps. So there's her and a fucking sheriff storyline. Then there's a storyline about three kids, and then there's a storyline about the murdered kid's older brother and this girl, and they're all looking for her men. It just all tangles and it gets, it's really, really good shit. And I don't know if I like binge watching anymore. <laughs> I kind of, I don't know. I guess I'll take it, but whatever. Um, got to get through these before my phone dies. I watched that. Uh, I went to the movies a couple times in the two weeks. Finally got to see X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, I know you didn't like it. It did. No, didn't. It's a, yeah, it was boring, I thought. I enjoyed it, but I... Yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it. I wasn't it, it's, like, yeah, it. it's not like you're getting anything great here. I thought, dude, when you have Apocalypse in your movie, it's my bitch about Civil War. They fucked the bad guy up. You can't, like, I'm not... There's no presence. He had no presence in that movie at all. And he picks, you know how he picked his four horsemen, Storm and Psylocke and, was it Magneto and Archangel? Mm-hmm. And there's a part where he's standing by them and everyone's taller than Apocalypse. And I'm like, am I supposed to be, like, does this guy really hold a threat? Come on. And I just, I love the Wolverine part. That was great. I liked it just, yeah, for the mere reason of what it hinted at and just to put that out there. I I thought they did that pretty well. Um, that's the best part of the movie, I thought. Yeah, it, it just, but again, it's like, it still goes back to some of the early one, early X-Men movies are still the best compared <laughs> just, to, 
stuck some high class headgear on that son of a bitch and told him to go kill a bunch of people. And he, <laughs> and he peaced out. It was great. But I watched that. Uh, let's see what else I got here. I watched Ghostbusters. The new one? Yes, I did. And? It's movies last night with the girlfriend watched Ghostbusters. And? You know what? It's not, it's, looking back, it's not the greatest movie ever. And it is not bad at all, either. Mm-hmm. But you know what it's missing? Like, Wow, oh, it only pulled in $46 million. It's a, it's, it's, Gano's talked about professional hit jobs being pulled on movies on his show. Mm-hmm. The internet geeks, they pulled one on this one, dude. It's not going to ever get a fucking fair shake. It probably won't. It and does I'm, not deserve any of the hate that it got. I was going to say, I was going to bring that up. And just listening, um, Dan Aykroyd was on DV uh, Pittsburgh morning show here yeah. earlier in the week. And just listening to him talk about it. And well, that's him- what it's missing. It's missing that look back, <clears throat> look back at nothing but trouble, back at the Blues Brothers, look back at all that shit that Aykroyd wrote. There's this, like, I'm convinced Dan Aykroyd is a crazy person that's just really good at holding it together. Mm -hmm. But when he writes something, it all comes out. And Mm -hmm. there's, like, in this movie, you have no building that's a a fucking antenna for ghosts. You have no Tobin spirit guides. You have no containment units. You have no, like, really quirky, like, Dan Aykroyd type of shit that made that first movie that I love. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I liked it. I'm not, I wasn't over the moon with it. It was, I, I, if I had to, I'd give it a thumbs up. The girls, the one girl annoyed me a little bit with her. Which one? Uh, the one that's supposed to be Spangler. Uh, is that Kate McKinnon? Yes. That's, yes. that's the one everyone's talking about is actually the highlight she, from what I've read. It, her stick runs a little ragged. At the, at, you know, at the end of the movie, you're kind of like, oh. Another, you're just way, you're you're being quirky for quirk's sake. Yeah. And well, I was gonna say from what I heard and what I've read so far, Chris Helmsworth was pretty fucking funny. Um, a yes, a lot of people that were coming out and saying how bad it was, they were wrong and proven wrong. Mm-hmm. But they're not gonna let it go now. Are, and like were you they said, proven wrong? It only made forty million dollars. Yeah, but like you said, it's never gonna get a fair shake. So they no. did what they wanted to do. There's been a couple movies that have came out, and and this is one of them that was like even before. Yes. Like you, this this franchise was not by me. I like the originals; they're great. I I yes. like the fir- I like the first one. The second one is okay. I like the second one just as much as the first no, one. No, I I love the first one. Second one, it's man. got Vigo. I know it has its moments, it's but it's. First one was just it, it was something, but I didn't care. I mean, did I want them to remake Ghostbusters? No, but was I going on the internet screaming about it? And no, I didn't care. I honestly, but from what I've read, everybody has said it's a good it's a good movie. Is it the best movie of the summer? Of course not. Yeah. Is it better than the original Ghostbusters? Mm-hmm. No, but is it a decent film? Yes, and Kate McKinnon's getting all the press. And the one thing I was surprised that hasn't come out of this 
is no one's talking about Melissa, uh, Melissa McCarthy being in it, and I thought that was going to be the one thing everyone was talking about. Hey, you know what? She didn't annoy me like she does in every other movie because they wrote jokes for her. That were well, funny I was going to say, yeah, I was wondering was... because, like, nothing has been said about her yeah. at all every in joke, most reviews. Every, they wrote jokes for her, and every joke wasn't, hey, it's a fat joke. And I'm just wondering if, in the long run, if that isn't who gets helped out by this the most. But it's, that's what that's what this movie was missing for me, even though I liked it, was that, that Dan Aykroyd and his brother sense of craziness. Like, yeah, I yeah. wanted Zool and Dana, and I wanted There Is No God, or I wanted Choose Your Form of the Destructor, but you know what? I guess I'll just go watch the original, because the, it just... Yeah, and I was going to say, that's the one bad thing I... Well, according to people that seen it and reviewing it... That's not it, the only bad thing. That, well, but they're saying, yeah, lack of a... Originality? No, a lack of a villain. Yes, that, that was my next gripe, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they, I guess Dano was telling me they wanted... There's a, quote, villain, and his name's... I don't even remember because he's a non-entity. Mm-hmm. This guy, they literally... He's, just making these things like these ghost bombs that fucking make ghosts come. And he's not, no backstory, no nothing. Why he's doing it, how he learned how to do it, nothing. It almost seems like maybe there was and it got chopped out. I don't know. But they they cast this dude and they cast somebody who looked exactly like Alex Winter. <laughs> and I was like, why didn't they just cast Bill? Yeah. That would have been, like, a great piece of retro casting. Yeah, that guy, that villain sucked. He was terrible. But all the ghost effects were pretty cool. Slimer, I don't give a fuck about. Never have. But he, they gave him a girl. And they made, like, the Ghostbusters logo. Mm-hmm. They made that ghost come alive. And it was the bad ghost at the end, which I thought was kind of a pretty cool piece of writing. Chris Helmsworth was funny. Cause he was, he was playing the stupid blonde. Like he has glasses that have no lenses in them and he's always poking his hand through, itching his eyes and shit. And then like, you know, it, it's kind of beat over the head with it, but he, that he's stupid. But, and another bad thing, cameos. I, don't make your whole entire movie cameos, man. And, and the Bill Murray cameo in this movie, mm-hmm. fucking terrible. Really? Stupid. Yeah, he plays a debunker in two scenes. Like, he's there to debunk. Uh, see, I was hoping he would be, um, I was hoping he would, he would be Peter Vakeman. Nope. Like, he's been in jail or something. He's like a George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM guy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's just like, why did you even think that was funny, Bill Murray? Or you just, it's almost like he didn't give a fuck. Dan Aykroyd shows up as a cab driver, which is okay. And Ernie Hudson is the black girl's uncle that she borrowed. Yeah, well, yeah, from. that I, I kind of seen coming there. Yeah. And there's it, a, that was a really cool, that was at the very end. There was a really cool part. And they have a uh, statue of Harold Ramis. And Sigourney Weaver shows up. That's cool. There's a yeah, it's really, cool they do the statue for Harold Ramis. Yeah, there, yeah, that was cool. There's a really, really, really bad Ozzy Osbourne cameo. Oh Jesus! Like that should have been cut the fuck out. Yeah, this is this isn't uh, what's the Adam Sandler movie that he Little Nicky. This is it's 
It was like they shoehorned that in there because they had Oz yeah. for like five minutes or something. Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> it probably took them 25 minutes to, you know, make sure Ozzy said the line right. It's okay. <laughs> didn't learn, earn, didn't even deserve like half the fucking hate it got. Eh, well, yeah, it didn't. I'd I recommend, because... you know what? If you took your daughter, who I'm going to fist fight in the middle of the street, if I don't get my Phantasm 5 by Christmas, I called her out in Pittsburgh. I said, we're going to go out in the street and fucking fight. I don't know why it's your daughter's fault, but she's going to pay the price. If Phantasm 5 don't get seen by Christmas, it's your daughter's fault. But um, your daughter would love it. Kids would love this fucking movie. Yeah. And it's just that it, it, it nailed that right amount of scary, but not too scary for kids. Mm-hmm. But it was okay. Um, what else did I watch? Uh, I have been trying Tim Gross for years to wa- to like this movie, and I, I I've watched it over a couple nights. I Am Legend is just terrible. The Will Smith one. Yep. Why are you abusing yourself that way? I don't know. I keep coming back to this movie. And I I will not. I'm there, sorry. There's good stuff in there. Just. I, I am I am one of those people. It always felt not that. <sighs> How to put this? Yes, Will Smith was a bad choice, but it should have no, never got to him Arnold, in the first right? place. You know, it's it? the Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Yes, of course. Like this has been around since the mid '80s. Yes. It, like uh, it first popped up like '90, 90, '91, something like that. Yeah. Ron there and them talking about that. But yeah, to me, um, they should have went with it. And anything, maybe that is a project they should go with Schwarzenegger now, especially like uh, for before we get into the news, since they're already talking, Shane Black has a countdown on the new Predator movie. Oh, awesome. I bet uh, it's going to be uh, at Christmas. Is the it, new Predator movie going to be at Christmas time? It's saying late 2017. No, I mean, is it going to be set in Christmas? I don't know, but the rumor is he wants Arnold to be in it, and somehow this is it's he wants to connect all the movies, all the Predator films. He wants to somehow connect them all, and it it, it just like he has a countdown. It came up recently. Where you could click on it and it just shows pictures of the new Predator, which looks kind of badass, and what they're doing, and yeah. So, but I go with I wanted Arnold in that version of it, and again, I thought they did a terrible job of doing I Am Legend. I, I still want to see that cut with the real people in it. I uh, well, didn't CG them out and put really bad, badly modeled. Not not alone. Yeah, yeah it, it was it was like uh, the Rock and what was it the first King Scorpion King. King? Yeah, where it looked like somebody it just had looked crayons. Like it, it just looked like somebody mushed their head. Yeah, it was just it looked literally looked like somebody got a piece of wax paper and started coloring on the screen. Yeah, it's badly modeled CG and badly CG. But I have tried. I have given this movie its day in court many times. I I refuse. I'm finally putting it. On death row. It, it, that movie is in. That movie pisses me off. Man, so bad. But I watched a couple documentaries. I watched I Am Thor about John Michael Thor. 
Yeah, I heard the scene you were talking about this on Facebook. Look, man, John Michael Thor, I don't care about his music. I never got into it. Man, this guy's cool. I like John Michael Thor. I like his movie. He was in something. Uh, oh, he's in a couple. Uh, but I remember watching the very first time. I remember as a kid watching Rock and Roll Nightmare and not understanding a goddamn thing. <laughs> he talks about it in the, in the documentary. It's funny. He was just like, you want to throw these fucking squid stars on me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it goes through how he, he came up with Thor because he was like a bodybuilder type dude. Mm-hmm. And then he would he would star in like these this Broadway show or something called What Do You Ask a Nude Waiter where he was completely fucking naked. And then he, you know, he started doing like naked strippers. <laughs> and it, drugs got to, it's funny. He tells this one story. They got, they got pictures of it. It's hilarious, but they black it out. Uh, he was in like an all, like a male strip review, whatever you want to, I don't know what you call yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he got fired because this black guy came in and he had a bigger dick than Thor. <laughs> <laughs> so they fired Thor. <laughs> and then he got, he, he's, man, this guy, you know, he, He's not that buff anymore. You can't stay that buff forever. I mean, look no. at Arnold. He's got a gut to him now, but he's still out there fucking doing it. And he doesn't care if it's like fucking four people there. They had a, th- it, it, it ends. It goes through his tour and then he's starting to get invited to like, he's on this comeback tour forever, like 12 years and his bands just keep falling apart and he picks up new ones and, and he's just not quitting. And, and he finally, he starts getting on like the big, you know, you see the things on Facebook like bloodstock and whacking open air and you've seen all those metal headbanger jerseys. Yeah, he's, he's probably the getting, he's probably doing small festivals here in the U.S. with Man of War, but he's hey, like. I've seen Man of War live and they fucking rule. Yeah, and I was going to say over in Europe or something, he's probably huge. No, not really. I mean, he was doing shows to big crowds, but they had a Thor centric muscle fest okay and it was all these fucking rockers that you know you would think they were there just to make fun of no they love the dude and they it was just is a fucking pretty good documentary makes you feel bad for him but you know he's like it, it it's like a real spinal tap yeah but you know he he keeps chucking charging on and he goes through how he had a stroke and you know oh, kind of, that sucks not he's all better now yeah he ended up having a fucking stroke but it, it's good. It's just as good as that Twisted Sister documentary. Watch that. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen the Twisted Sister one. Oh man, that's the document. That movie. That that I gained such amount of respect for that band. Anybody listening, it's called We Are Twisted Fucking Sister, and that is a good fucking documentary. Um, and I watched today. They have a documentary about Ghostbusters and their fans on Netflix called Ghost Heads. Nothing special. You would like it. Nothing special. Yeah. So what did you end up watching, sir? Oh, a bunch of stuff. Have I ever told you my story about Man of War? Um, I don't know if you have. I know Chuck has a story about them, too, and that's my who has told me a story. I don't know if I heard yours. Okay, so my buddy Mitch, he's a big, around this time, he was like big Dungeons & Dragons guy, and he's like, yeah, fucking, all of a sudden, one day he calls me up and he's like, dude. Man of War is playing in P- at Pierre's in Fort Wayne, which is a really kind of like bar. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. I haven't heard. What the fuck? Are you shitting me? And he's like, yeah, they're opening up for some band called Six Feet Under. 
or no, Six Feet Under was opening up for them. And I was like, well, I know Six Feet Under. Dude, I'll fucking go. Let's go. So we go. Twelve people there to see Six Feet Under and Man of War. <laughs> and this bar is like five bars packed into one. There's like, you know, the country bar, the technical yeah. the other bar. Man of War, <laughs> they decide there's five people there, and they are Spinal Tap on stage. Like, only it's real. It's yeah. hilarious. They come out in the loincloths. They're playing the Agony and, Ach- and Ecstasy of Achilles. And they're, they're just, they are those people. They got the fur gauntlets. And the yep. axes and shit. So they decide uh, next door they're having a wet t-shirt contest and, and Man of War is going to judge it. No one enters and the guy from Man of War gets up and proclaims himself king of the wet t-shirts and gives <laughs> himself the prize. <laughs> it was the best shit in the world. See, because they get it. They're like, you know what? Who cares? Yeah. They, they've probably already been paid. Yeah. It was, and he was just like, screw it. It was fucking funny. But what'd you end up watching? Uh, <laughs> this is a great story. Anyhow. Okay, what have I watched? Um, I can't remember if we talked about this or not. Short film called I Love Lucy. Yeah, we talked uh, about that. Okay, yeah. Just for anybody interested, go check out their Facebook page, Count the Clock. Really cool and weird short film. We're going to be talking about Return to Salem's lot, a lot later on with Michael Moriarty. Um, I have finally witnessed the Divine Enforcer. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I think we've talked about this too, but I don't remember what it was. Uh, this is the movie, uh, Dan, uh, he gave me a copy of. Okay. Uh, he goes, hey, I, I believe Quast has brought this movie up, and that <laughs> might be how you know. Um, he goes, hey, I have this Jan Michael Vincent movie. Oh yeah, we did talk about this. Yeah, it is just like, and it has Jim Brown and Eric yep. Estrada and Scott Shaw. Uh, did we talk about the original Killer Elite? I finally got to see yeah, that. Yeah, we talked about that. I've uh, seen Hard Target, decided to rewatch that. Talked about that and the greasy mullet goodness that it is. I know this one we haven't gotten to, I know you talked about, but I finally got to watch Cell. Mm. And what are your I, thoughts? I, I I agree with you. The, even in the movies, they do not know how to end Stephen King things. I don't think Stephen King knows how to end Stephen. King. Yes, but I enjoyed it. I liked it, but it is not as good as I thought it was going to be. Um, I give it really? like three out of four stars. I enjoyed it. I thought a it was too short of a movie. I'll tell you what, I thought it was way better than I thought it was going to be until they shit the bed at the end. Yes. It just didn't stick to They anything. really, I think... Didn't know killed, what to do. Yeah, they really killed it. Killed that whole movie, and I think that's what's going to turn a lot of people off, is the ending of that movie. Uh, if you, I'll put it this way. If you didn't like how The Stand ended... Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to like how this ended because it's yeah. really one of those endings of like, oh, well, we've written ourselves into a corner. Oh, uh, yes. man, it's over. Yeah, and it, it just... They it, had the it, premise for a cool fucking bad guy. Yeah, and they did. 
And that was the thing. Everyone, I seen other people that have seen this talking about it and bitching like, oh my god. It, it, first off, here's the problem. This, the movie is too short. The one reviewer was even talking about, I can't believe they made this movie so soon after the book. What are you fucking talking about? The, the book has been, been out for out a while. 15 years, basically. Yeah. And you're sitting there so soon. This book, the movie rights for the book was sold the same week the book came out. It took forever for this movie to come out. I'll bet so, you, I would make a bet that there are more, okay, for every book that Stephen King has written, I bet half of them have been made into movies. Yeah. But yeah, it, it just, the problem is this movie had to be a little bit longer. I was very surprised it only being 93 minutes long. Because there is – they hinted at some of the stuff about halfway through. They hinted at some of the stuff that deals with uh, the dead folk or whatever you want to call them. You I know. love those zombies. Yeah, whatever you want right. to call the zombies or whatever you want to call the dead folk, they were hinting at it because they were showing they were evolving. But they did that way quicker than they should have. Like, you know what I'm saying? To the point where you get the scene that you meet, run into Stacy Keach, mm-hmm. they end up blowing up the stadium basically full of people, and then you get the scene of where they're hanging out and sleeping at the drive-in, and there's a bunch of burnt cell phones outside the front door, mm-hmm. and then you get to see where they're spray paint up on the billboards, and they walk into a bar asking about it and figure out, ah, that's all bull crap, going the wrong direction. But it was like they hinted at it, but they just they this easily there there this easily should have been a two hour movie. And in in an age where you know a lot of people can't sit there and watch a two hour movie, and we bitch it's too long, this actually needed more time to explain some of the stuff that was going on. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they throw out that director's cut DVD. Yeah, it, it just they have to because I think it helps the story. I don't think it's going to help the ending. But I think it helps explain, and I think, like you said, the zombie creatures, the whole concept of it is cool. I liked it. I would have liked to see more of the of them evol- uh, evolving and how they're traveling and why they're doing what they're doing, but they never get quite to that point. And like you said, it, it has kind of like a cool villain kind of thing. They set up. Like, what was he, the president of the internet or something? The king of the internet? Something like that, but they never get into it. No. They, uh-uh. it, it, again, it's something they don't explain. They don't quite, you know what I mean? It's They just hinted and said, here you go. For the most part, we don't know who really did this, which is fine. But I would have liked to see them explain because it does get explained a lot more in the book. Of And the book, and just by the way, for in case people don't know – the book ends just as weird as this thing. Literally, he finds his kid, and basically that's how the book ends. Uh. You really don't know if his kid is actually – not even the ending of this film. In the book, you really don't know if his kid's actually infected or not. Hmm. And that's how the book ends. So, But I like the movie. I really wanted this to be the best movie of the year for me. Um, it happened. It, it, it just the, – the ending really – squash that for me 
Uh, but that not explaining some of the other stuff. But some of the people that are on the internet going completely crazy and making crazy claims about this, kind of like borderline Ghostbusters stuff, it was like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And you're making YouTube videos, it's like, I'm really getting to that point, I'm way too old. (laughs) It's just... (laughs) It's like, cause it, it's like, yeah, there's stuff I don't like, and there's th- this and that, but I enjoyed the movie. And then you got people that are on there like, do you even like movies? <laughs> are you? Is there a reason for you doing this at this point? Is just I was because I was researching some of the reviews on this, and it, since it got out there, and it just man, people are just taking huge shits on this. But anyhow, uh checked out a mid sixty film called Monster from the Surf. Never heard of it. Uh it was fun. Probably a drive in movie. Probably. Basically beach bums the whole time. Just you know it's your typical it, it could have been dropped in the mid fifties and have been the same thing and it just beach bums are hanging out at the beach and there's a monster basically comes out of the sea supposedly. And it's killing people. But it actually has a small twist, and uh, it's not actually a sea creature. It's somebody dressed as a sea creature. <laughs> yeah, so it was pretty cool. But Jan uh, Michael Vincent? No Jan Michael Vincent. No Divine Enforcer. Uh, I watched a uh, an- found another post-apocalyptic movie called She. I remember this one. Yeah, with Sandra Ber- uh, Bergman. Yep. Um, San- whatever her name is. Sandal. Yeah, Sandal Bergman. Yeah. Uh, fun movie, uh, but weird fact, I didn't know if you knew about this, after I watched it, I was just checking out some info on it, um, the movie was actually finished in 1982, but not released until, like, we're talking Christmas at 85. Damn. Yeah, it's, like, we're talking, she probably filmed Conan the Barbarian right before this. Man, she's great, man. And then went on to do this, but it, like, had releases, like, Germany and some other places in like 83 and like for one reason or another it just never got released for three years in the US hmm. why? It, I it just I couldn't find out why it just it just didn't but I mean if you like if you just like two dudes and Bergman's character fighting vampires and a warlock and some weird dudes that look like extras from the Warriors called the Norks. Uh, the Norks. <laughs> yeah, you'll enjoy this. It's it's your post-apocalyptic film. The only thing it's missing is like this should have been Italian, and it's not. I think it was filmed in like, oh man, it was filmed in like Singapore. They <laughs> just filmed it somewhere yeah. you don't expect it to be filmed at. <laughs> but anyhow, moving on. Uh, a zombie film I watched called I Survived a Zombie Holocaust. Never heard of that either. Uh, it's a zombie movie from New Zealand. And oh! Yeah, the whole premise of the film is a guy named Wes. It's his first job from graduating film school, and basically he's on a low-budget zombie movie where there's actually zombies attacking the film set. It's pretty decent... Uh, of course, some really, really cool special effects. Uh, you even get the special effects guy. He's all heads up, takes the blanks out of his gun and everything, gets ready to go shoot all these zombies. He trips and shoots his head off. <laughs> kind of like I am, or fucking, what is that shit zombie movie they do that in? Oh, uh, World War Z. 
Yes. <laughs> that was the dumbest shit in the world. But yeah, if you get a chance, it's definitely worth watching I Survived the Zombie Holocaust, just because it is from New Zealand. Yeah, yep. uh, I watched the Kevin Bacon movie called The Darkness. The Darkness. Yeah, this just... This I, the one where he's the child molester? No, this is... This one I don't believe is released yet. It's... Ooh. It showed up out there. Dan gave it gave it to me. Any good? Uh, it's how to put it. It's kind of like if Poltergeist had an autistic child in it. I like it. <laughs> I like I love it, Poltergeist. It's the, it's the best way to describe it. It isn't bad. It was. I sat there and it, it, it good cast. It doesn't insult you. But I was kind of like, eh. It was. I'm glad I watched it, but. You know, I was just like, eh, whatever. Was cool. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't upset that I watched it. Let's put it that way. Okay. But it was worth watching. So if you track it down, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. It, but it was pretty. It was. I was glad I watched it. Bottom line. Okay. Um, other movies I have watched. I watched. I found an NBC movie called Terror at London Bridge, a TV movie from '85 that stars David Hasselhoff. Oh, the Hoff. Yes, Stephanie Kramer from Hunter, uh, Adrian Barboa, and Clue Googler is in it, and it's Adrian all... Barboa and Clue Googler. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> that. And it's all about Jack the Ripper. It's about uh, basically the London Bridge was taken over uh, from London to a small town in Arizona called <laughs> London, Arizona. And they rebuilt the bridge, and they finally found the last brick, and apparently Jack the Ripper's ghost comes back and starts killing people on the bridge. <laughs> that sounds it, like the dumbest shit in the world. It was a TV movie. I even posted the original uh, commercial for it. Uh, but Hasselhoff plays a cop trying to track down, and he bl- finally believes it's the ghost of Jack the Ripper. Ghost of Jack the Ripper haunting them bricks. Yeah. Um, unidentified is watching this well, movie. Let me ask you, so since you said Jack the Ripper. Yes. Have you ever seen The Grim Reaper with Savini as Jack the Ripper? Oh, yes. And it's not called The Grim Reaper. It's just called The Ripper. The Ripper. That's what it is. Yeah, because Tom Savini was even talking about this recently. I think he even brings it up on uh, the Creep Show Blu- uh, Blu-ray that just came out. That was talking about a while back. Any good or because oh, I heard it's horrible. nothing but shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even, Even Savini, Savini says it's shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Savini's just like I. They brought it up and I forget why they brought it up and Savini's just like I don't. I can't believe you brought that up. And he's like, it just it kills me knowing it exists. Well, what kills them more knowing it exists? That or Children of the Living Dead? Well, that's the thing, and I'm guessing everyone's too afraid to bring that up to him. And I just started laughing. So, but... You know what? I'm on Savini's side with that one. If you bring up Children of the Living Dead to Tom Savini, I think he probably has a right to punch you in the face. (laughs) I'm guessing he's going to say... I'm guessing he's going to say it was a paycheck. Yeah, it probably was. Because it's the only thing, watching that movie and seeing him do flips and everything over everything, that's the only thing I could think of that's over that, is because uh, paycheck. Mm. It's the only thing I could think of. Yep. Well, but anyhow, I was watching... Bad. <laughs> What's that? That movie's so bad. 
Oh, well, yeah. Uh, I watched a movie called Unidentified. For some reason, it started screwing up on my DVR, but it wasn't that great to begin with. I found the ending of it, which I want to go back and not find the ending. <laughs> what do you want me to do with it? What? Uh-huh. Oh, God. Give me a minute. I gotta go kill a bug. Oh, shit. Potato bug is attacking Pittsburgh. We'll be right back. I cannot, Ben. I know. I'll go kill it, and then we'll come back, and I'll talk about the rest of the movies that I've watched. Give me two minutes. Okay. Is Pittsburgh bug free now? Yes. <laughs> okay, we're back. <laughs> we're back. Okay, unidentified. Have you heard of this movie? It's a Bigfoot movie. Mm, it sounds like it would be. It's not. No, I haven't seen it then. Uh, basically, four people from uh, f- four people that work at a small computer thing. They, every year they go to Vegas for the weekend, and basically they go to Vegas and like stop by like this ghost town because weird stuff happens and they rip off a loan shark basically and they're back off in the desert and weird stuff starts happening and it's uh, like a UFO hotspot. It's kind of like that recent movie Area 51. It's a lot of found footage basically where and it's a Blair Witch type kind where it's just oh. everyone's talking to the camera and it really gets annoying. That it's, sounds bad. Yeah, it just – and that's the problem. It, it, it Basically, an alien creature is chasing them through the desert and it just – I it like my DVR messed up for some reason on that movie. So I went looking and I, I think found, I have seen this. This is like a tweener movie. Ah, uh, No. Oh, uh, maybe it's not what I thought yeah, it was. And it just, I was, I, I would have rather not go back yeah. <laughs> looking for it. Uh, but anyhow, I watched uh, Chiller Channel's premiere of Fender Bender. I've had that laying around for a while. Yeah, uh, I've heard this, of this one. Yeah, this was the one that uh, uh, Shout Factory and yeah. Chiller Channel were putting out together. Uh, I, I, I say Chiller Channel is two for four right now because they they had I liked Animal and then they had another one that I liked, but their last two Blood Lake. Uh, that was a different one. That wasn't uh, Chiller Channel. That was Animal Planet. Uh, but they had this one and that other movie, The Boy, which 
I just dislike to- uh, a lot. Yeah, watch the other The Boy. It's good. Okay, that's what I've heard. But The Boy that they put out is just... <sighs> but uh, Fender Bender is basically... It's a serial killer who basically uses their uh, people's information to go to their house and kills them and takes over their, their identity. It's not a bad concept. I'm surprised this doesn't happen in real life on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And I like the well, concept. It will now. Pokemon Go is given. Yeah, I like the concept. I've always thought about this. Like, you know, why hasn't anybody done this? But the thing about the movie is it stretched out a lot. Mm-hmm. It's That's like the worst. It, 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 that was my. It's like it's a good movie. But the biggest problem is this movie shouldn't be 90 minutes long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like an hour? Yeah, yeah. It, that's the best way to say it. And it, like I said, it's not horrible. I enjoyed it, but it just, as you're watching it, you're like, yeah, this movie shouldn't be this long. This, because they really, it's like after the dude kills the first woman five minutes in, the other, like, the rest of the movie is him basically just stalking this uh, teenager that he rear-ends on purpose because he's going to kill her. You know what? Sounds boring as shit. Uh, it, yeah. It sounds terrible. It sounds like a it, There's some idea. other, like, there's her friends and everything. They get, like, they come over to help her out and stuff like that, and they eventually get killed. Like there's interesting characters to it, but it just, yeah, it's just too long is, but that's the bottom line. It just, it stretches it way too out, which is kind of, it's, it, I hate when they do that. Yeah. Um, but, almost a bigger sin or as big a movie sin than having your movie just be boring. Yes. That's inexcusable. Yeah. And, uh, also, Watched Crawl Space, which we're going to talk about. Yeah, later. we are going to crawl talk about. And crawl watched space. The Howling, which we're going to talk about. Yeah, I picked The Howling, and guess what? You're going to have to talk about that. I don't have a copy of it. <laughs> I swear to God, I fucking bought that goddamn movie. I could not find it. I looked for an hour the other night. I thought it was on YouTube. I own it. I know that. I thought I owned it. Fuck. Yeah, That's we'll talk about The Howling though. Yep. No problem. Uh. Also watched uh, The Chase with Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson. And the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Rollins. Rollins. (laughs) Dennis Nedry from Jurassic Park. Yep. Everyone's in that fucking movie. That movie is amazing. Uh, Also watched uh, Cast a Deadly Spell this morning. I have heard Uh, that is fucking terrible. I love it. Really? Fuck, Fuck those people who think it's terrible. They just don't get it then. I have heard. I've not seen. It's got Dennis Hopper though. So no, that's Witch Hunt. Different story. Yes, Witch Hunt sucks a dick. This is the first one of those two movies. This was directed by that Tiber dude that did The Gate, wasn't it? I think I can't remember right now, but uh, like Gillian Hurd from Aliens is behind this. Um, She does The Walking Dead now. Yeah, there's somebody else that's like pretty famous too that. Is behind cat, but this one stars Fred Ward as a private dick. Love Fred Ward. Yeah, he's in this. Julian Moore, Clancy Brown, um, David Warner, and oh, Van- wait a minute, hold the fuck on. Clancy Brown, Fred Ward, and David Warner are all in the same movie. 
Yes. I'm watching that shit out of that now. Yeah, it's from 91. This was the first one. And the point of Cast Deadly Spell is uh, basically Fred Ward's uh, private investigator guy gets hired uh, by... Excuse me, by David Warner. He wants him to get the real Necronomicon because somebody has stolen it from him because he's keeping his daughter a virgin so he could do this uh, prophecy thing that's going to bring basically Cthulhu and the old ones back to life again. Oh, you're hitting on something that we might talk about next week. <laughs> so that's the whole premise of the movie. And basically Fred Ward goes around uh, – and just trying to investigate it, and he eventually gets Necronomicon, and it's fun stuff. It's really fun stuff. I love it. It's a great film. But no, uh, the Witch Hunt one with, um, uh, what's his name, Dennis Hopper, the bad one. Yeah, it comes off forced, and it just comes off like, yeah, you should have... A got Fred Ward back to come back as uh, Phil Lovecraft, and oh Phil Lovecraft, yeah that's his name. But B, uh, Dennis Hopper just he's usually good, you know what I mean? Hey Dennis and Hopper, he just, is not above taking a paycheck movie. Yeah, he seems very out of place. Is the best way to explain it compared to Fred Ward. Fred Ward looked perfect, and I would have liked seeing this go on for a while. I love Fred Ward. I, I could easily with Fred Ward. I could have seen a couple a couple movies that come out of this. Now is Fred Ward the bootleg? Shit, fuck's his name? Oh fuck, his name's escaping me. Um, graveyard shift guy, Stephen Machette. Yes. Or is Stephen Machette the bootleg Fred Ward? Fred Ward, yes. I uh, say Fred Ward is the bootleg Stephen Machette. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Anyway, but yeah, cast a deadly spell worth tracking down. Also, uh, last movie I watched today, Johnny Mnemonic. Also with Henry Rollins. Henry <laughs> Rollins, Keanu Reeves, Dolph uh, Lundgren. You know what? Dina Mir- uh, yep. uh, Mirror. Or Meyer, however she says her name, who's really cool. I Udo Kerr. I I will freely admit Johnny Monic is a terrible movie, but I have always had a soft spot for it. I was gonna I'm say out of fucking control. Every couple years, I like sitting down and rewatching it, mm-hmm. just for the mere reason. When it you first, know what? Wait a minute. When it Wait, first came, I, I hated it. Let's put this on the back burner. Let's put a pin in this. Let's talk about this next week, because I won't watch it again. <laughs> you watch it again? Yeah. Let's, we'll just make a third movie. We'll watch. We'll talk about Johnny Mike next week. That's the movie, not Cast a Deadly Spell? No, I've got one. You pick yours, I'll pick mine, and we'll also talk about Johnny Mnemonic in depth. I have no clue what I'm doing next week. Okay, well, you can tell me later then. Okay. okay. Yeah, because I, I, I absolutely don't have a clue. So, we do you have news? Because I don't. Uh, the only uh, news I have is, uh, one, the Predators, which we were talking about, that, uh, Shane, Shane Black is doing. Also, uh, I'm sure you've seen it, I've posted about it, that, uh, Sigourney Weaver saying about the Ellen character. I was just gonna ask about the new aliens, if there was Yeah, any... like, she's all over the place talking about, like, this is gonna give Ellen Ripley an actual ending, and it's gonna ignore part three and part four completely. Look, I... 
she was in she was the a cameo in the Ghostbusters. She still looks good. She looks good enough to pull that part off. Yeah, basically the only problem that's going on with this up this new alien film is they got to put out a new Prometheus sequel. No, they don't. No, come on now. No, they don't. They don't really have to do that. We don't. No one's asking for that. No one is. But guess what? Uh, apparently, they're just going ahead and making it. So if we probably will not see a new <sighs> movie for at least two years. I really fucking hope it doesn't suck like that first one. I. Yeah, that's all that needs to be said about Prometheus. Yes. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah. I got no news. No news today. Uh, questions, but that's, right? that's pretty much. What's that? We got questions, right? Uh, let me check. I don't think we did. <laughs> Oh, we just got two here. I'll read. Uh, okay. We got two. We got one from Joe and Bryce. Uh, Bryce says, "Yep." See why you. are animated kids movies so shitty? And I oh, because he got stuck on to see that pets movie. His. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I'm sorry. That was Joe, not Bryce. Joe. Yeah. T-shirt Joe got stuck going to see the secret lives of pets. <laughs> I saw the picture he posted. I don't know what theater he's in, but man, those are some nice-ass fucking seats they got. We don't have it as good as you, Joe. At least you got to sit comfortable through a shitty animated movie. But I'll tell you what, not all animated kids' movies are shitty. Go back and watch how awesome The Black Cauldron is. The Black Cauldron fucking kicks ass. <laughs> Secret of Nim is not that bad either. No, it's not. No, it's not at all. But you're going to read the second question because I found another question. No, it just question. popped up. Well, no, there's another question too. Okay, read it. Okay, well. Our... Oh, Joe's bombing our page right now. <laughs> oh, is he? Okay. Uh, let it, I was waiting for it to come back. Okay. First one is Bryce. Was Lair of the White Worm your boner jam back in the day? I have not seen Lair of the White Worm. You've never seen that? I've seen clips. I Yeah, it's some oddball... Uh, yeah, it's like this oddball 1990 British. movie basically introduces Hugh Grant, and yeah. um, it made me stop eating pizza for a while. I'll never watch that fucking movie ever then. <laughs> when I was a teenager, I remember catching... Oh, what was it? I missed a screening, and there was, like, a VHS, like, HBO premiere or something like that. Like, the, the tape was coming out the same week, and I watched it the Friday night they premiered it, and I ordered pizza, and I was just like, nope, I'm not going to be eating pizza for a little bit. I did the special it's, effect shot of those, that movie, and it was... Yeah, it, it's weird. As it, It's not even so much it's good as just weird. Mm, it, it looked like it. Yeah, it's just, it's really weird, but nothing's ever made me even really want to go revisit it again either. And also, to answer T-Shirt Joe's uh, question, well, buck up, buddy, because you got a Seth Rogen uh, adult animated cartoon coming out called Sausage Party. So Yes. And T-Shirt Joe wants to know, why are Dominions so popular? I don't fucking know. Uh, because they appeal to kids, and most yeah. adults find them completely hilarious. I find them funny, so who cares? I I don't know what movie that they're from. Despicable Me, right? Yes. And they have their own standalone movie. 
Yes, when Despicable Me, Despicable Me 2, and then Minions. Yeah, I seen Despicable Me 1, and I was like, well, okay. Uh, that's enough for me. <laughs> uh, no, we got another one. We got another uh, T-shirt, Joe. Oh, I was going to say, we got another Bryce question. You read your Bryce question. Okay. Uh, Bryce wants to know, why are post-RB shits always near-death experience? <laughs> Post-RB shits? <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what, man. In Portland, we got a McDonald's that sucks, a Subway that's really good, an Arby's that's really good, a Burger King that sucks, a Taco Bell that sucks. And I never, I don't have Arby's shit. Arby's is awesome, but I know what he's talking about every once in a while. I'll tell you what, man. Arby's is expensive as fuck. Yep. Every once in a while, you get that beef and cheddar, and it seems like your butthole. <laughs> Regrets every bite of that beef and cheddar. <laughs> this reminded me of the. Have you ever seen Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? The first one. Yes. When he shits, and he says, "All oh, this still has cheese on it." That's so fucking gross. <laughs> Just reminded me. I love Arby's, but I know what Bryce is talking about. Arby's will fuck. I don't have a problem with Arby's. Arby's doesn't fuck me up. It just everyone's. Well, tell you. You know what gets me every once in a while, and I haven't been there in a while? Pizza the Hut. Pizza the Hut fucking gets you? Oh, yeah. I love me some Pizza the Hut, but man. I was just talking, look, Pizza the we got a pizza out here that's pretty good. But you got, like, so much, there's, that's like the fucking black label pizza, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the generic. Yeah. Red not, Barn or whatever. Yeah, it's not bad pizza. Pizza Hut's good, but you got, for me at least, I gotta be in the mood for Pizza Hut. Otherwise, I'm gonna go somewhere else. I love Pizza the Hut. Just for the mere reason, like, it's a lot Pizza of- the Hut? It, it's Pizza the Hut, but also, uh, it, it just, oh my god, it's like, I just had a pot of coffee and I need to go use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you I, what, it does that to me. Long John Silvers. <laughs> They'll fucking destroy. Talk about, talk about something out of left field. And it's because, that's my favorite. I love, I love Long John Silver's. I do, it never but had a problem. I'm one of those them. dudes that will just coat everything in vinegar when I go there. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh my God. Me and my friend Chris Fires ate there one time and we used so much vinegar on our shit, our tongues turned purple. I, I'm not allowed to use that when I'm there because. Oh, I've, I've been with those people before. I just, yeah. uh, I, I don't, I use a lot from time to time, but wow, does that, that's just not pleasant coming out the other end. <laughs> Are your Long John Silvers around you also attached to an A&W? Like there's... They used to not be. For many, many years, I'd always hear about this and never see it. In the past few years, uh, a few of them have gotten A and W's connected to them now. Yeah, we got one like that. And uh, there is one ready to have your mind blown. Mm-hmm. There is one off of Route 22 out near Blairsville, PA. It is a Long John Silver's, a KFC, a Taco Bell, and uh, what a piece of the hut. Shit. Yes. Because they're all the same corporation or whatever. Yeah, that PepsiCo. Yeah, they're all the same corporation or whatever. But yeah, there's I love A and W. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, and Long John Silver's together. Mm-hmm. 
But I know there's a few Long John Silvers around here recently that just closed, but they were the standalone ones. Oh, that sucks. But yeah, if I could have one, if if there was like Demolition Man, and the only one that survived the franchise wars with Taco Bell, I would want that one to be Long John Silvers. Oh yeah, I love. Like I said, I I love uh, Long John Silvers, but I love. When they have the A and W, and you eat inside, and you're able to get a frosty mug of frosty root. mug of yeah, that's awesome. Do, I'll tell you another thing. Do you remember the one wasteland where we met those one that one chick and her husband bought us food? They, yes, that place fucked me up. <laughs> what, was, what was we were driving around and we could not find any place to eat. Yeah, and we found the place where it was like a. It was a it was a sub shop, right? But everything had like a kielbasa sausage on it. Yeah, it was like a burger sub yeah. shop. If you ordered fries, it came with a kielbasa sausage. I think yeah, it was, and it was great. That shit destroyed because that was when I got the magical Wasteland bottom floor first fucking hotel handicapped room came open, and I got it. And like I just shit all night long. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was technically handicapped that day, I suppose. <laughs> um, we got a few more questions now. Uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know, played Pac-Man and Galga today and kicked some ass. What was your arcade boner jam back in the day? Oh, I had so many, dude. Uh, APB? Do you remember APB? It was a driving game mm. where you were trying to catch the criminals and you were driving around and you had this little marker that if you put over the cars, you could pull them over and you got money. And that's how uh, you... I, I was going to say, the car game I remember playing all the time was uh, Turbo. I don't remember Turbo. I remember OutRun and Cruising and Cruising USA. Yeah, see, those came out after Turbo. Oh, remember Turbo. Yeah. Uh, also played the living shit out of this game called Black Tiger. Huh. It was kind of like a Castlevania type game it was made by Capcom and it was awesome. Um, I, was a, I was a big gauntlet guy. Gauntlet, yeah, we've talked gauntlet on, but don't ever shoot the food. Yep, don't shoot the food. Uh, uh when they had uh, what was it, WWF Royal Rumble? Mm-hmm. Had the big game when you get like four people playing at the arcade game. You could have fucking Ted DiBiase and the Ultimate Warrior fight Hulk Hogan and the Million Dollar Man, and the Boss Man was on there too. Yeah. Um, I also played the Living Shit. Out of this game, it was a helicopter shoot 'em up game called Ajax. It was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Never played it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. How about this? Heavy Barrel. Do you remember Heavy Barrel? No. Oh, it was like a. You were always walking. Do you remember Commando? For yes. Yes, it was exactly like that, only better. Because <laughs> every once in a while, you know, waves of people would come and you'd shoot them and. Every once in a while, they drop a piece of this gun called the heavy barrel. And if you got enough pieces to make the heavy barrel, you were indestructible and you could fuck shit up. But you only had the gun for so long. Played the living shit out of Ghosts and Ghouls, which was yeah. hard as hell. I was going to say, I remember playing Double Dragon. Double Dragon. one that I'd always play. Do you remember the game, the Punch-Out? It was just called Punch-Out? Yes. yes. It had the boxing gloves and you could like move them back and forth yep there wasn't too many fucking video games i didn't play i fucking loved them all time right. killers samurai showdown elevator action oh dude that was a good one 
Uh, fucking, I'm trying to think of real old ones. Galaga, I could just... Galaga, yeah, my brother constantly played that. Man, have you played it, like, lately? No. There's Galaga machines all over the place. You can, it, like, people have evolved so much that you could just dominate that fucking game. And I played it at a Pizza Hut in, in Muncie, a couple towns over where I go see movies, and I just had to walk away because I, I, I put a quarter in, and by the time I, I just walked away because the pizza was done. I hadn't died yet. Okay, T-shirt Joe once knows bullying okay or if is bullying okay if it's happening to someone else? Maybe someone. What the hell? Thank you. Maybe someone you don't like. No, bullying's not okay. I was bullied as a kid a little bit, but I was one of those guys that would always go go after the bullies. Like you could try to pick on me, and I wouldn't do anything. Like I'm pretty even tempered, but. You know, I'll, I will get enough of some shit and wreck shop after after a while. And I did some bad shit like that a couple times. Broke a kid's leg. Bryce wants to know, do bulls ever get bullied? No, because they're fucking bulls, man. Uh, Bryce also you wants... the balls on those things? They get bullied <laughs> by nobody. Bryce wants to know why didn't Universal and Amblin cash in on Schindler's List merch? There's <laughs> Schindler's List merch. I'm not even gonna start joking about that one, man. Big question. T-shirt Joe wants to know if someone is complaining about cyberbullying, are they just a big pussy and deserve it? <laughs> I think kids today could bullying's not good, but you know what? If I wasn't bullied as a kid, I'd probably be a giant fucking pussy today. Uh, Tim Wilder wants to know where are the Minotaurs these days? <laughs> it's a good question. There are an amazing lack of Minotaurs running around. Well, if the news story the is true, you're gonna see some Minotaurs because apparently, I guess. Uh, in the works is a not a reboot, a revisiting of Xena Warrior Princess. They had Minotaurs on that show. I just thought they had yeah, cool. yeah. Apparently, this has been confirmed, but uh, there's a lot of talk that this one actually come to the theater. Ah, uh, that sounds like some. Nah, that's not gonna happen. Come on. And, hey, I'm just, it was, there was a story last week about it, and I was like, you, what? <laughs> I would go watch it. I like Xena. I, yeah. I watched it, but I like her. I like Lucy Lawless. Yep. And I like, uh, Renee O'Connor was in it. She was oh, cool, man. But it also had Bruce Campbell. Yeah, and Ted Raimi. Yep. Uh, Bryce wants to know, would you rather dip your ball bag into A, room temperature finely shredded Parmesan, B, chili powder sugar, C, chilled marshmallow fluff D, room Temperature mango salsa. Ranch dressing. Yes. And finally, Tim Wilder wants to know, why hasn't Jungle Boogie ever been used as music in a sh- shootout scene? Jungle Boogie. Oh, Jungle Boogie. Yes. It's a Jungle Book. That's what I thought it said too. Man. That's a good fucking, that'd be a good jam to have a fucking shootout scene too. It would be incredibly racist if it was, like, white guys shooting up black guys, but I digress. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it's, uh, that has to stop. <laughs> yeah. 
Man, dude, you you failed to tell me. I don't know if you knew, but when we were in Pittsburgh, we were walking down around. Oh, we just got another question, by the way. We were oh, walking okay. downtown, and there was a big Black Lives Matter protest going on, little demonstration. We were like, uh, okay, <laughs> white guys, what's going to yeah, happen? Yeah, there was, yeah. It they was, were it, cool, man. Like, these guys, they were cool. Yeah, it was an impromptu but scheduled, supposedly, protest. Like, uh, there was so much stuff that, like, popped up within two days before you came that was going down. Man, that downtown was like, Dad, Dad's a – I'll travel with Dad, but you can't let Dad drive because Dad falls asleep. <laughs> He's got a problem. He he can't drive any amount – you don't want him because he will fall asleep driving. But also, like, he is the most impatient son of a bitch, and he's got road rage big time. Because I do, too, and he can't understand that I can't just turn right and crush the nine black people in front of my car. (laughs) Get those fuckers out of the way! I'm like, I can't just run over people. The wife is like that, too. She's got road rage. Me, too. But it's just directed towards Ohio dipshittery. Anyway. But anyhow, last question. T-shirt Joe wants to know, I'm going to get pizza. What kind of topping should I get? You should get a Hawaiian pizza, sir. They I have just, Hawaiian pizzas up? They got to have Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, they call them something else around here, but yeah. I uh, just thought oh, pepperoni and banana peppers. No, banana peppers don't belong I love, to anything. I, yes, they do. No. Yes, they, they do. Those the other are, night I found some pizza stuffed jalapenos. Did it fuck your butthole up? <laughs> no, but... It, that sounds like someone would do it. It was good. Damn, sir. Okay, so I got a list. Hey, I get the wife to make you next time. You can have banana about it. What's that? Uh, the the banana no wrapped... Any kind. The banana wrapped uh, cheese jalapeno pepper she made. I'll eat a jalapeno popper. That's about as far as I go with jalapenos. Just don't like them, man. You like the smell of them? I do. Still. It's, it's, I'm not a vegetable dude. I'll eat potatoes and that's about it. Fucking fuck vegetables. I'm like a fucking four year old. But I got a list if you want to go through it. It's kind sure. of interesting. We haven't done this for a while. This list comes from tastecinema.com. 25 so bad they're good horror movies worth watching. And it's surprising a number of these movies we have picked for the show. So. What 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 would Tim Gross's number one so bad it's good movie be? Oh man, Leprechaun. That might be on this list, Tim Gross. <laughs> I mean, if I'm gonna just find one off the top of my head, or Metal Storm. Metal Storm, the destruction of Jared Sin. Yep. So bad it's good. I, I gotta say, Superman three. For not me, a bad choice. Not a bad choice. Three. That is a terrible fucking movie. That is good. Not but, a bad choice. Do you want to go from one to twenty-five or twenty-five to? Let's go twenty-five to one. That, yeah, that's fine. That's a better way to do it. They have it opposite. These are some good ones. Number twenty-five. We've got Plan Nine from Outer Space. Who I've never seen, but I wanted. <laughs> I've seen it. I was never one of those people that jumped on that. I've seen it with the Mystery Science Theater commentary. Yeah, I was never one of those people that jumped on that, like, you need to see that movie. Uh, if I'm going to point to an oddball outer space movie, it will always be Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Well, put a pin in that one. So, uh, number 24 is a movie that I think is actually not bad. It's really good. It's Pumpkinhead. 
I yeah, I was gonna say I never thought of that as bad. And Pumpkinhead starring Lance Hendrickson. And speaking of him, what the fuck, Kickboxer Two? <laughs> what the shit? Which, by the way, of which I forgot. Uh, news. Uh, did you see the trailer for the new Kickboxer movie? Mm-mm. Yes, new Kickboxer movie being released has Dave Bautista and Jean Claude Van Damme in it. Dude, Dave Bautista's kind of big news that nowadays. It's kind of. Yep. Maybe this has been around for a while and they're just now putting it out, or maybe they just got him as a big. That's a big get, kind of. Yep. I mean, he's Guardians, James Bond. That guy's yep. pretty big. Yep. Oh man, we got another question. Guess what? Let's see. I'm done. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> What's well, Wilder suggested he needs to get a. He, he's on my save wavelength. He suggested Joe get a uh, Rita's Hawaiian shaved ice. Nice. I uh, should get uh, Rita's pineapple. Period. Oh, I love pineapple. Okay, their, their so stuff is good. Back to the list that I think I've closed. Nope. Uh, number twenty-three, Ginger Dead Man. Um, so good that it, or so bad it's good. Yeah, I would put that in there. Mm-hmm. I loved it. The first one, yes. Definitely. Here's one I would definitely put in my list. Number 22 is Hellbound from 1994. I wouldn't say that was bad. It's the Chuck Norris movie. Oh. Yeah. The um, that's not the one, though, where he's with uh, – that's not Firewalker. No. Firewalker is – I would put that in my list. That's a good fucking – Yeah. really cheap, uh, good movie. <laughs> fucking very cheap. Uh, number 21, Brain Scan, definitely would be on a list I would – Yes. Brain Scan fucking rules. That soundtrack is awesome. And uh, we should have a Brain Scan too. Uh, this one I know you wouldn't put on my list, but I actually truly do enjoy this series of movies. Uh, number 20 is Dracula 2000. Uh, I don't endorse that being any good. Mm. I like all three of those. You don't even like the one with Wrecker Hauer? Uh, yeah. But that's different story. <laughs> yeah, you just if Flicker Howard child. Yeah, he Flicker shows Howard up, and it's like I remember watching that, and it's like, <laughs> um, why are you in here? Yeah. If Flicker Howard was in child pornography, I think Tim Gross would probably watch it. <laughs> um, number nineteen, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. Uh, yes, never seen that movie. Great movie. I've never seen it, but here's a movie that definitely belongs in this fucking list, but very much higher. Uh, number 18, Monster Dog. Mm. Alice Cooper being overdubbed in an Italian fucking... Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's so bad it's good as much as... It, it just... Uh, one of those things, just it, it existing. Yeah, I like that idea that it exists. That's great. Um, number... Fuck, I gotta scroll down here. Here you go. Number 17, Killer Crimes from Outer Space. Yep. Yeah, that belongs in any list like this. Uh, I would put this on here that I actually fucking enjoy this movie and thinks it gets kind of shit on that it doesn't deserve it. And number 16 is Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Yeah, I could I could see that being on the list. I love that movie. Legitimately like it. I fucking love it. And I think that movie gets a bad rap because it's not Return of the Living Dead. You know what I mean? It's not the original. They kind of... But I love how it fucking, it feels like we've done this before. And the same characters are not the same characters, but they are. 
I like that. Anyway, uh, number 15, uh, Chopping Mall. Yeah. Which is a movie I need to get. Maybe I need to get that Blu-ray. I haven't seen that in 10 years. That, that just, well, I was going to say, that Blu-ray is not finished or it's just about to come out. That, it's, I have the original DVD. Probably one I need to jump on real quick because that will probably go out of print quick. Yeah, I won't be surprised, but I believe when Norsky got all the rights back to it, so. Good. Um, did you see the news? Uh, there are actual, uh, security robots in malls now, and one of them, it was on Facebook the other day, bumped into a toddler. <laughs> and somebody said, alert Jim Norsky immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, I've never seen this. I bet you have. Number 14 is Killer Workout, a.k.a. Aristide. Yes. yes. Any good? Uh, yeah, it's pretty decent. It's no Death Spa. I can almost... No, it's not, but it's worth... It's it's along those lines where you should go check it out. Maybe one day for the show. That sounds like show material, but that also sounds like I need to talk to Out of Print Dan to get a copy. Probably. Anyway, number 13, um, 19... Or 13, sorry. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5. No. No, nah, that would not be on my list. If I was no. going to pick one of those, it would be 6. Or Yes. 6. I still say it to this day. I love it. I love 6. Fuck. Final Nightmare, that's fine. Yeah. I'd Freddy's go with dead. that. Yeah. Uh, number 12, I've never seen it. Uh, Deathbed, The Bed That Eats People. <laughs> <laughs> Why has Tim Gross never seen Deathbed, the, Dead, the Bed That Eats People? I, I, can, I don't know. It's the first bed exploitation movie. You got this, then you got that Monsters episode with the killer bed, and then it evolved into couch exploitation, where you got fucking, I don't know, the one with the guy from American Werewolf on the train. Sleeping car. Sleeping car with the death couch. Yes. Yeah. Furniture exploitation. Um, never even heard of this one. Eleven slash dance. Mm, no. Never heard of Have you seen it? Nope. Never even heard of it. Uh, this one definitely on my list. Uh, number 10, Hell of the Living Dead. I, yeah, I think that would have been a little bit lower on the list, like in the 20s, but that I could go with it. much fun, though. I could go with that. Yeah, that, I mean, that is, it doesn't get any more rip-off than that fucking movie. <laughs> oh my god, no way. What, Spooky's got released on Blu-ray? No, Shit. but guess what? Just got, it just got an announcement by Shout Factory. What? Metal Storm 3D is coming. September oh, 13. snap! Fuck yeah! I don't know about 3D. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that shit. I have heard that shit works. It just all depends on uh, the type of TV you have. And somebody already said would love Space Hunter. And Treasure of the Four Crowns also. Fuck yes! Just make the Kyle three-pack right there. Metal Storm, Space Hunter, and Treasure of the Four Crowns. All in 3D. Throw the Superman 3D in there. Somebody, this other dude declares the Metal Storm the 3D Blu-ray event of the quarter. (laughs) I love it. That that makes me happy. I'm buying that son of a bitch. I love it. I want Space Hunter on Blu-ray, though. God, Space Hunter's an actually legit movie I would put on this list. I think that movie's really, really fucking good. But anyway, uh, number nine, a movie I'm kind of eh on, The Fly Part 2. Gory is all hell, but 
Mm, I don't know if it's good, but it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, you're trying, man. You some movies are just so good, you just don't need to try to make a sequel. Yeah, and The Fly, I think, is probably one of them. Maybe not good, but unique. But um, anyway, Death Spa is number eight. That would definitely make it very high on my list. One hundred percent. I'm kind of infatuated with that movie since I saw it for the first time. I've watched it a couple times. Uh, this would not make my list, but I do like this movie because it's bad. It's fucking terrible and funny. Uh, zombie Strippers. It's got I don't know. I wasn't... This like... is the, maybe I'm mixing this up. Is this the one where they have the Mexican guy that is the very stereotypical Mexican guy? I think it was, yeah. At, at one point, the zombies are attacking him, and he's hiding behind, like, a bag of oranges and shit. Yeah, because that's the one with Jenna Jameson and Robert yeah. Englund and Jenna Jameson needs to keep her clothes on in that movie. She's really gross. It, it just it wasn't impressive. No. Uh-uh. Uh, anyway, number six, a movie that I just think is bad, Monkey Shines. Yeah, I wouldn't. No, that doesn't make me want to. I just think that's a bad movie. Not so much bad, I just It's don't boring wanna, as shit. Yeah, I don't want to go and watch it. Yeah. It's maybe. not Anyway, uh number five, Drag Me to Hell. Um I would not that's not this isn't a that's not a bad movie. That's a Yeah, movie. I, I can't Uh I don't know about this one either, but it would definitely make a list uh of fun ass movies. Maximum overdrive is number four. Yes. Fucking it's got Bubba Hendershot, the hot wire champion. Yep. Uh, number three, definitely on, would be on my Toxic Avenger. Yeah. Which I still need to get to part four. Never seen it. Part four is uh, pretty good, actually. Never seen it. And by the way, since we're thinking about trauma, uh, where's Nukem High part two? Uh, that's a good question. What the fuck? Uh, apparently, breaking news, Christopher Lambert believes Mortal Kombat 3 is happening. I think he's probably the only one. <laughs> as much as I love Christopher Lambert, he is my action, my action guy. I love that man. Nah, Christopher Lambert, we don't need, you wouldn't even make it into part two. What the fuck are you talking about, Christopher Lambert? Nah, I'm just telling you what he said. No one under, no, he didn't say that. No one understands what that man says. He's misquoted. <laughs> Uh, number two, a movie I've never seen, Frankenhooker. Yes. Still need to see that. Maybe that. Great should, flick. Maybe, maybe that should be our next fucking commentary, Frankenhooker. And, uh, obviously, what do you think number one is? Did you mention Leprechaun yet? No. Leprechaun was not on this list. Mmm. Don't know. It's Ed Quillen's favorite. Oh, Mutilator. No. Not oh. later, the other Ed Quillen's favorite. <laughs> Dead Hookers. <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Oh, yes. Yeah. Garbage Day. Yes. Realize. Garbage Day, yes, it deserves. Yeah, we're still getting questions. <laughs> I haven't gone back. <laughs> I'm not answering who has the best eyebrows in porn t-shirt, Joe. <laughs> I don't know. Um... Let's get to our movies. What do you want to do first? Uh, whatever you want me to do first. Uh, let's talk The Howling. You want to start The Howling? Let's start with The Howling. We've got to watch people. We've got to make them believe. 
We've got to warn people. What do you see? The howling. Somewhere in this city. In this human jungle. It begins. What do you see? What's there, Karen? What do you see, Karen? What's there? Somewhere in these woods, in this primal, sensuous, secret place, lies an experience too terrifying for words. <laughs> anyone can do is watch and wait. Tonight I'm going to show you something. Make you believe. Basically, uh, the howling since Kyle refuses to watch his movies anymore. Oh, I didn't refuse to watch his movie. <laughs> I said let's keep it for next week because I couldn't find a fuck. I th- I swear I have this movie. Do you want to keep the howling for next week? No, we've got another movie. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Johnny Demonic next week. Let's talk about this week. Okay, I have seen I've seen it just not recently. Yeah. Uh, well, the howling. Uh, it's it is one of the best werewolf movies out there. Uh-huh. And uh, the the most part, the premise of the movie is there's this serial killer that's loose on the town, and his name is Eddie, and he is basically in the seedy part of L.A. and just killing people left and right. And he has this connection with a news reporter named Karen White, I believe, is D. Wallace's name in the movie. Yeah, and. This was at a time, too, where, yeah, a lot of uh, news places were sending their reporters out to, like, get involved, basically, and that's what she does. Takes her to this porn shop, basically, and he changes into a werewolf, or starts to, and the police shoot him down. Uh, By the time everybody sees who it is, he's already changed back. So... She's flipped out, so this doctor basically tells her and her husband, hey, you should go up to this one of my little cottages in one of these experimental communities that just happens to be full of werewolves, but they're not showing themselves. You go up to this, like, fucking David Cronenberg, like, group home thing. Yeah, it's kind of Twin peaks community where everybody goes to to hang out that's part of the this therapy thing. And... 
they go up there and basically she's feeling good. It's all cool and everything for a little bit. And plus John Carradine's there. Dick Miller's there. No, Dick Miller isn't in there. He's part of the bookstore. That's what I, yeah. Yes. John Carradine's actually one of the werewolves. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically she's up there and her friends find out Eddie's body is gone from the morgue. So now they start investigating him a lot more. And while they're in his apartment, they find sketches and stuff of this community where Karen White is at. And slowly she starts to figure out, hey, everybody's a little off up here. And by the time she figures it out, everybody's a werewolf. Uh, her friends or her friend, because he sends his girlfriend up and Eddie has this amazing transformation scene where he transforms in front of her and rips her apart. And that's how Karen White finds her. And that's when the werewolves are like, we want to make you one of us because your husband already banged the crazy nympho that's there. And basically this dude shows up with silver bullets and is like, I'm going to shoot you all. Traps him in the thing, lights the barn on fire. Next thing you know, Karen White trying to prove on the news that there's werewolves changes into one. She gets shot. That's the end of the movie. Good movie. Uh, it's a fun werewolf movie. This one gets overlooked, especially at that time. Not so much these days, but at that time for quite a few years during the 80s. The Howling I was just going to ask you. Because of American Werewolf in London. I think... I don't know, man. I like I, I've said it a bunch of times. I'm not a werewolf fucking fan. There's really, honestly, maybe a dozen good werewolf movies. Maybe that's even pushing it. But this is one of them. This is one of them. I think the ending scene where she transforms live on the news is just brilliant. And if you think about that, that's fucking horrifying as hell. Uh, yes. That's yeah, it is. And it, it, it's, it, and this was my problem. It's set up for a good sequel and the sequel's just completely, uh, not they, bad. They it went just, a different way. <laughs> yeah. It went way too far to the right. Yep. <laughs> is basically what happened. Uh, we're not talking bad about the marsupials. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, whatever. You awesome. you go you go enjoy part three. I like. I will. Think, I like to think part three and part four, the original nightmare, don't exist. I'll give it to you with part four and part six or seven. Yes. Uh, after the, all the other ones, they're bad B movies. Yeah. When, yeah. It, I was going to ask you, what's this? I don't remember this coming out. Was it a popular fucking movie, or did it get legs on video? It got, I think it got more legs on video. And the other thing is too, check out the special effects people if I remember correctly, correctly. Besides Botine. Yeah, Botine. There was Greg Canham. There is, um, oh, Jesus is escaping my mind right now, but there was like, oh, uh, fuck. There's like four people on this that are like legendary status now. Not Screaming Mad George, not Shilstrom, uh, the other guy. He did all the big trouble in Little China shit. No, I'm gonna go look this up now, just Fuck because because there there was just him. Fuck. It, it's not be clear, but no, there was just the the people that were in part of 
like doing the special effects was just retarded. Fuck that! Got, that's gonna mess with my. There you go. It grossed actually. It was budgeted at one million dollars. It grossed almost eighteen million dollars. Well, that's a super hit back then. Yeah, I, but I just don't remember get, it getting. I don't remember the release. I always just remember it being at the video store. Yes. Which is just I always kind of thought until like I don't know yes. high school or something that it was just a straight to video movie. But no, it was like actually a Joe Dante fucking joint. Yeah, because they still have Rick Baker listed as a makeup effects consultant, even though Rob Bottin took over everything. Yeah. Um, trying to see who else was in it. There was somebody else connected to this that was – here we go. Special effects, Doug Bestwick was a part of this, who uh, I believe worked on some of the Hellraiser sequels with the Cenobites. Uh, That's the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah, there's a couple other people, but there, the bottom line, there was a few people that you would sit there and be like, wow, that dude's good, is bottom line, that works in the makeup department on this. And the werewolf is amazing. It's great. I liked what they did with it. It's, I it's want my, a fun movie. I like this one better than American Werewolf. I think it's the superior werewolf because I want my werewolf on two legs and not four. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I can't tell you why. <laughs> like, like I, I like the dog soul. It's more human-like and tim- intimidating, I guess. Yeah. But I, I, I like that design. Like that and dog soldiers and shit. I is fucking pretty rad. Yeah, I, I really enjoy dog soldiers. Yeah, like if you were gonna say, "Hey Kyle, what's the best werewolf movie?" I would say The Howling. I think I. You would upset a lot of people. But I know. The problem is, I own. Th- it, it, it is an argument. What is the better movie, American Werewolf in London or The Howling? Yeah. And I like both of them equally. I think what turns me off on American Werewolf in London, which is later in life, is David Naughton. Yeah, you got your own personal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have my that wife yeah. beater. Yeah, and it just I. It's still a good movie though. Mm-hmm. And it's got. Zon- yeah, like you can go back and forth, man. It's got yeah. Zombie. It just it, it has its uh, just like the howling. You can say, oh, it has issues, but you go back and say, but look at the werewolf. Look at this. Look at that. And it just the porn shop's creepy. It's got Dick Miller. Yeah, it got Dick Miller in it. But yeah, it just each one has its. You know what? what this this is what I've always I, I think about the howling. It had greasy nineteen eighties L.A. Had mm-hmm. it had Joe Spinell era greasy New York, oh, would have been a way better fucking movie. I've always wondered that. It, it just seems like the Howling. If there's one thing you can com- like legitimate complain about, like it, it seems like it would have been suited for Forty Second Street. Yeah, kind of grime. I would this, much rather see CD New York than CDL. Yeah, yeah, this would have. This just seems like we should have seen like uh, basket case in the background. Frank and yeah. Lauder running around. Yeah, like, kind of had thing. like a spinel in there, or yep. a Mary Warnoff or a Parbaltel running around in like yeah. little little role like that would have been fucking pretty sweet. Yeah, easily something of that nature, but it didn't happen, which is cool. Yeah, but I I love the howling. I just think it's a cool werewolf movie, and I always tell people, first somewhere you're gonna start with werewolf movies. If you're not gonna watch the original Wolfman, which is good, clips of it plays throughout the Mm -hmm. howling too. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, The Howling's a very good movie to start with. Yeah. Either or, you can't go wrong. Yes. You can't go wrong. But anyway, what was your pick this week? Let's talk Return to Salem's Lot. This town is dead until after dark. Welcome to Salem's Lot. Stephen King brought them to life. Vampires. Now. Put it on him! They rise from their graves again. Dad! Give me my son back! Vampires! As only Stephen King could create them. A Return to Salem's Lot. Directed by Larry Cohen. Yes, my pick this week was Return to Salem's Lot. And this isn't the... One with Rob Lowe, everyone would say no. This is That's the ni- garbage. Yeah, this is the 1987 direct uh, to video sequel from Larry Cohen. Has nothing to really do with the first movie that came out on TV. This literally, I didn't know it existed on video until after I found it, and it became a staple of like Skinamax and HBO. It played quite regularly. Of, I can't think of ever seeing a VHS copy of this. I did. I did. Uh, it showed up in my video store after I seen it a couple of times on Skinamax and HBO. Well, you had a righteous-ass video store. Uh, yeah, actually, it was a pretty damn... I had a couple of them. It was pretty good. And uh, it's... It, 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 even though it's in name, it's a sequel to Stephen King uh, movie, in reality, there isn't anything except it being called Salem's Lot. And the whole premise of the movie is... Uh, Michael Morarty is a guy named Joe who basically takes on these really crazy jobs where basically he's like you, you see him in the Amazon and he's filming like they're about to sacrifice somebody. And it's this tribe that doesn't like doesn't let anybody in. Yeah. And basically it's interrupted by these weird like who knows what kind of foreign country police officers come up and they're like, you got to call something about your kid or something like that. And he goes back and before he jumps on the plane back to the States, basically he gets his call from his wife saying, you need to come and take your kid. And of course he's divorced and he goes back and he gets his kid and his kid, typical eighties fashion looks like he is a Don Johnson reject, uh, literally dressed up like Don Johnson yeah. Which made sense. Mm-hmm. And basically, Morarty's character Joe is like, hey, let's go buy a car. I got a piece of land up in Maine. Uh, my aunt, whoever, so-and-so, left me some property. It was there as a kid. Haven't been there back since. Let's go up there and we'll go fix up the place and I'll try to be your dad. So basically, and he, him and the kid start talking and stuff, and even at one point the kid's driving the car. Yeah. <laughs> and and they get into this small town, and you already know something's up when they show up and nobody is out, they just except for like one or two people. And they tell them they don't have gas, and, and they just say whatever. So they go up to the property. The house is pretty much almost destroyed. They start fixing it. They're walking around. And they just happen to start talking to a few people, and basically they come out and like, oh yeah, you remember the girl that you liked when you were 14? Well, she's still here. She's still 17 years old, like 30 years later. Yeah. And we're all vampires. But the difference is (laughs) um, they try to convince Joe that we want you to write the history of Salem's Lot. And Mm -hmm. 
basically be the Bible. You know, basically just write the story of how they've done this for so long and why they do it and just something not only for their own kind, but possibly 100, 150 years down the road, somebody else might understand, yeah, vampires are okay. You know, we're not bothering anybody as long as you don't bother us. Well, basically it comes down to where he... Don't be breeding no daywalkers is what they say. Yeah, he upsets the apple cart, and at one point they kill a bunch of people on a bus, and then this old dude shows up and is like, hey, I'm looking for this dude that was in World War II, and it happens to be the judge of the town, and the old dude's actually... I, I forget the old guy's name, but he was actually a highlight of the movie. He's Andrew cool. Duggan. He was really he, cool. He was and, played by Andrew Duggan. His name was... uh. Oh, shit. Judge, judge, ugh, pfft, judge Axel. No, Judge Axel is the judge, the old dude that comes in that Joe. That Van Meer got? The doctor? Yes. Or, yeah, the guy that comes in the old car and is mm-hmm. looking for the judge. Mm-hmm. And basically, he knows they're vampires. He's just trying to figure out why Joe is there. And basically, him and Joe decide, hey, we're going to go burn everybody down, but i got to save my kid first. And it, it's... The effects are a little cheesy, yeah. but it's a fun. Was this straight to fucking? Was this yes. a TV movie? Um, no, I think it was just direct to video. Because man, I'm looking on here. Direct to video does not even back in not, when when was this? Eighty four, eighty seven. Hey, the best year for war. Um, this is budgeted at twelve million. Really, twelve million dollars. Really, are you? doesn't look like that. Oh, shit. It looks very fucking cheap. Yeah. And, you no, know, Larry Cohen's not a guy that does, you know, you give Larry Cohen a million dollars and he makes the stuff. Yeah. Not tw- and 12. You give him 12 million dollars and he makes this. Not, it's, not that I didn't like this movie, but yeah, it looks cheap as shit. Yeah. It just, yeah. I, now they, yeah. Budgeted 12 million. That's crazy. No wonder, like, this got buried. Maybe he pocketed it. Yeah. It, it, it just, it's kind of weird. Did you also see who uh, is in this movie? This is the uh, debut of your girl, Tara Reed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tara Reed's in this. Yeah, because I was saying to the wife was, the other day, I was just like, I was trying, I'm sitting there watching. I was, when I was watching this last week or was it or something? Yeah. And I was watching this and I'm like, it just literally, as soon as she came on screen, like my brain clicked. I was like, that's Tara Reid. Holy crap. I got to go look this up. And I was like, oh my God, this is her very first movie. Never noticed it until then. I you thought she didn't was... recognize her because her new, her, but like, fucking, she have it. Yeah, but no, I, th- I thought she was one of those, like, kids that came out of, like, Disney and, like, her first movie was American Pie. Kind of. Yeah, I don't know. But she yeah, I was like very a, surprised to find out that was her first movie. She seems like one of those people. Yeah, you just didn't recognize her because her tit went all jacked the fuck up. <laughs> Looks like somebody shot a top of it with a fucking twelve gauge. <laughs> but anyhow, just it's for me. It it was a movie that I wasn't even as a teenager when the movie came out. I wasn't expecting a lot. Especially knowing what the first Salem's Lot movie was. Yeah, and I don't know. Do you? I don't. People really like that first one. They think it's like. It, well, what you considered a classic, and I don't know. 
You gotta think too. At the time, we're talking late seventies, mm-hmm. and we're talking. This is before, like we were talking earlier about V. We're we're talking about. Oh, that's the wheelhouse for this. Type yeah, of, yeah, we're we're talking about a movie at the time where uh, Stephen King only had Carrie out there, and yeah. I, 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 he did didn't have. Let's say the, the adaptation. Yeah, The Shining, Shining was yet to come. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we didn't have the movie adaptions, and I even remember reading articles about how they debated whether they wanted Salem's Lot to be in theaters or not. And there was a big money thing where I forget what regular TV channel ended up putting out the money for it, you know? It was but CBS, that, I think. Yeah, it was a big thing at that time. <laughs> they wanted to release it as a TV movie. I mean, that was a big thing, and it did. And you got to remember, the seventies there was a lot of TV movies. Yeah, uh, that of, was uh, a legitimate outlet back. That was the direct TV. Or yeah, direct and that wasn't. Not a lot of them were good, but Salem's Lot changed that. It not comes, everything could be Killdozer, Tim Gross. <laughs> yes, no, not everything could be Killdozer, and I think that's why you got to remember Salem's Lot. Basically, it drew in the Exorcist fans. It drew in. A lot of those Rosemary Baby, the early six, late sixties, early seventies, yep. teenagers, now parents, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, it, the age of the babysitter, basically. This, it, it, there at that time, Salem's Lot, it made a lot of sense a for that to be on TV, but it also changed how TV movies were looked at. Mm-hmm. You could do two parters. You could do three parters. You could get and, big stars like Robert Urich to. Yeah, in in uh, what? Oh, what's his name? The uh, guy David Soul. It's in Salem's Lot. Uh, it just yeah. it changed a lot the landscape of TV in general. And I was, swore to God that Andrew Prine was in this fucking Return to Salem's Lot, but he's not. No, he's not. You might be thinking of Sundown. The one with Bruce Campbell? Yes. He's in that? I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. He might be. Uh, that's, that's like, that's 87. That's way, nah. I swear he was in a fucking vampire movie. Andrew Prine was. No, you know what I think? I'm thinking of the fucking Nightwing. There you go. That's, oh, okay. Like, yeah. No, Nightwing. But yeah, Salem's a lot, it was different then. And that's what I was, and it was a PG, a PG horror film. And like I said, so I said it was a different time, but this sequel, I wasn't expecting anything out of the sequel, but it's cheesy, but it was just enough cheese, and it was just different enough from all the slasher films that were coming yeah. out at the, time, at the time. And I always enjoyed this movie. Never thought never thought it was a four-star film by anything, by any means, but I give it three out of four. I just thought it's a different vampire film. It's cheesy, but it's fun. It's not trying to be something it's not, and I've always enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie, personally. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to give it a, a three out. Of, well, I will give it a – I'm going to give it a good 75 stars. There you go. It was it was pretty decent. It had some cool characters. It's not the first one. I think I like the first one just a little bit more because of Barlow. Mm-hmm. I mean, this – I don't know what it is. You gotta have a. There really wasn't a bad guy in this either. 
No, well, yeah, it, it, and I don't think they were going for okay. The vampires are bad right. as much as this is what the vampires are. They're basically they're in their own community, living. You know, just want to be left alone. The vampires in this movie are the Amish of America. Yeah, they just want to be left alone, but they see an opportunity in this guy, Joe, who has been all over the world and has seen weird stuff, to take the time and be like, this can be the guy that tells our story. And that's the whole thing of it, and it just it goes wrong from there. Yeah, it's a good movie. I'd recommend it. It's goddamn... Is this on DVD? I don't think it is. Uh, it's on that Warner Brother archive oh. DVD. This could benefit greatly from like a Scream Factory release. Like if you want to do a double feature, this would be a good one. Salem's Lot and Return to Salem's Lot. Yeah, it just it that's what it is. It is literally one of those. Uh, it, it is really one of those. Uh, how to put it? Yeah, it, Warner Brother archive that. It, there's probably no extras. There's no extra scenes. Oh no, huh? kind of stuff. So yeah, there never is on those things. But anyway, yeah, I liked it. I was kind of surprised. I liked it. <laughs> I was ready to just kind of sit. You know what I mean? Just sit through this one. Yeah, if that makes any sense. But yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, my pick this week. Uh, you watch Crawl Space, right? Yep. Oh, Crawl Space. I immediately needed to see this movie. I have, uh, there was, uh, I don't know how many discs because I stole it. <laughs> I torn at it, but there was a, like, I love those trailer comps and there's yeah. one called drive in delirium. That is literally, I have 14, 15 hours of trailers and I'm, I'm doing the show. I'm watching it right now. I'm doing the show. I'll throw it on in the background and uh, I'm like, I'm watching it. You know, I'm a big fan of People Under the Stairs, and I love, like, old houses filled with traps type of movie. Mm -hmm. Ironically, I could give a fuck about the Saw franchise, but I really like The Collector and shit like that. And I'm like, what is this? What the fuck? Klaus Kinski, what the shit is all this nonsense? He's got traps. Ooh, I need to see this immediately. What's it called? Oh, Crawl Space. I've heard of this. I've just never seen it. So I immediately said... Uh, I'm doing Crawl Space next week on the show because it looks right up my fucking alley. Yeah. And it is. Uh, what did I say? It's Charles Band produced, which is, I'm watching yep. this movie, and it's on YouTube if you want to go check it out in full. I believe it's on DVD too, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like, uh, Albert, Albert Band did the music. Mm hmm. Charles Band threw some money at it. I think, what'd you say? He didn't really have anything involved in it. He just, other than being money guy. Yeah. But this is, the, it was also directed by, uh, David Schmoomer or whatever? Uh, Schmoller? I don't know. Yeah, he he's, directed, he's directed a lot of Empire and Full Moon movies. Yeah, this was, a, this is an Empire movie. Or yeah. is it? Yeah, it's an Empire movie. Yep. Space. Yeah, he did Puppet Master, Netherworld, Tourist Trap, which we did on the show. So this guy's like fucking kind of our royalty, our dude, especially yeah. first. Um, but immediately I'm like, I, this is awesome. He got fucking traps, but it's got Klaus Crazy Pants Kinski in his. It's got to be his most subdued role because mm -hmm. <laughs> he is. I don't know what to think about Klaus. Like I've heard, he is a raging. He was. He's. Oh not, yeah. He is a. He was a raging maniac. Yep. Uh, perhaps raped his own daughter numerous times. Yep. Uh, if you listen to him, 
he is a really crazy person and he must be a good actor because he does not show it in this movie. He is the most subdued, uh, it's like the yeah, I was gonna say he's it is a subdued version of him he is, in this movie. He's like your old neighbor or your old grandpa. Or yep. just like a fucking calm ass old man, but he was a Nazi. And mm-hmm. he is addicted to killing. And I think the first scene of his is is of Klaus Kinski playing Russian roulette and the bullet doesn't go off and he says, So it continues. So he's got an apartment building in what uh, they don't say, but I'm assuming it's LA. Mm-hmm. And he's managing this apartment building, and he's just running the girls, and it's got a real. There wasn't a lot of money involved in this movie. Let me see what the budget was. It, it doesn't even say. I, I would probably say maybe a million, mm-hmm. maybe. Hey, it's usual. Yeah, it, yeah, usual for Charles Band. Um, it's kind of got like the really good cheapness of Slumber Party Massacre movie. Yeah. He's got all these girls in this apartment building. They're all kind of friends. When a new one moves in, uh, they show Klaus Kinsey's writing a diary upstairs where he has a character in a cage. He has a lady in a cage that he's cut her tongue out. Mm-hmm. And immediately I'm like, oh, okay. I've heard this. I think Parker has said this on his show a bunch. Wes Craven has never done anything original. He has only ripped things off. And I'm like, oh, now I see where people under this, because I kind of believe that, but I'm yeah. like, what about people under the stairs? Now I know. Uh, yeah, I think Wes Craven probably did. What Wes Craven does is, I'm not going to call him a ripoff artist. What he does is like somebody invents a, like, like if Tim Gross invented the pizza, uh, like, Wes Craven would have invented the meat lover's pizza. You know, he eats yeah. something that's already there and makes it kind of better. Like, this is obviously where people, people in the stairs is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm like, wow, you didn't even try to hide it, Wes Craven. You just, like, you ripped this lock. Wait, Carl's face was such a small movie. Nobody cares. But it noticed. Yeah. I mean, it's, you love Scream. I don't like Scream, but it's pretty obvious that that was ripped off from popcorn. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, there's a lot of legitimacy in someone saying uh, Wes Craven is a kind of ripoff artist. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he's got a uh, an old uh, lady upstairs in his attic with her tongue cut out, and he talks to her. That's like his only friend. He's visited by, I thought this dude, the, fuck it was his name, the doctor that comes to visit Klaus Kinski, comes in and says, look, I know who you are, I know you were working in South America, you murdered my brother, you were doing surgery on him, is that the guy from Crime Wave that was supposed Hmm. to be Bruce Campbell in that movie? Hmm. I think it is, but I can't. Yeah, you might be right, but I can't say that. I can't find his name on here anywhere. Anyway, yeah, he he exposes Klaus Kinski as a Nazi that was killing the Jews back in World War II. Well, no, his father was. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But that's where he learned the technique and and his addiction from death, and he's kind of addicted to, like, surgery and shit. Yeah. Because that's a real thing. Um, Anyway, you have all these... 
girls living in here. You've got, you know, your atypical hussy girl where she's got her boyfriend that is really weird that never doesn't understand how doors work. So he always climbs through a window. <laughs> Klaus Kinski murders him. Klaus Kinski's got traps all over the fucking place. He's got spears that come through walls. He's running around the crawl space on, on fucking dollies, like those creepers you get underneath the car, which is what's more horrifying than Klaus Kinski being in your crawl space being in your attic rolling around on a fucking creeper that's pretty fucking scary <laughs> uh he's got chairs that shoot spears up through the bottom up people's butts yep got them that come out and it shows how he's working it too yeah he's like he's this is jigsaw he's yeah. jigsaw before jigsaw i love it class gets his come up it's in the end this is a fucking great ass it should have been on that list great ass fucking movie that I absolutely love now and I kind of lost a little respect for Wes Craven watching this but I still love people under the stairs what do you think about this movie Cause it it's, it's a fun movie off. yeah it kind of blew my socks off yeah it's a fun movie I liked it a lot so what, what does Tim Gross give it I'd probably give it three out of four stars mm. um it it, it, it just I'm surprised. I'm glad it's only 80 minutes long. Yeah. And I think that helps it. But I do, I just, Klaus Kinski, I thought, could have been a little more crazier in this. Oh, you don't ever want to ask Klaus Kinski to be crazier. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying, but it was kind of like, hey, um, you, somebody shot him with, uh, <laughs> somebody shot him with tranquilizers while they were shooting this. Wouldn't you? If Kinski was in Jagoff Massacre too, I'd probably put a fucking tranquilizer in his thigh. But you know what I'm saying. Dad. Yeah, he was subdued. It's really weird not to see Klaus Kinski play somebody. We, yeah, out. I was going to say, we've seen other stuff, and you've heard stories like you were kind of, when you pay attention to Klaus Kinski, you're kind of like, okay, if I'm going to watch Klaus Kinski, he better be crazy pants <laughs> Kinski. This was not crazy. Yeah, that's why I kind of liked it. This was not crazy pants. Yeah, it, it, it gives it that different... It's weird. Yeah. It gives it that different kind of thing, and it's cool, though, that it's different. Any movie with you know, Klaus Kinski press, pressing a button and the little trap door comes out with mice that fuck, or rats that run the fuck around. Yeah. And, and shit like that. I love it. It's fucking great. I'm going to give it 250 stars. <laughs> Fucking check this out. This is it's a, great, it's a great little flick. It is. It's fucking great. Gets in, gets out, does its job. Uh, Rene Estevez is in this movie. Is that? Uh, uh, that I don't know. I bet it is. <laughs> I'm not going to look it up. But anyway, uh, what you got for next week, sir? I don't have a clue, so it will be a surprise for everyone. <laughs> Even me. Yeah, I will have to get back to you tomorrow. Well, Okay. I, I literally have not thought of anything. Well, we're going to talk Johnny Mnemonic because we put a pin in that one. Yeah. I've got two. And we were talking about Stephen King, and we hinted on this earlier. I want to either do – I'll let Tim Gross decide. I want to watch Needful Things or Necronomicon with Jeffrey Combs. Jeez, I don't have neither. <laughs> Maybe we'll uh, let YouTube decide. Uh, the Necronomicon, I wouldn't mind rewatching just because it is an anthology. Mm-hmm. I'm looking it up right now to see if it's on. Uh, 
Oh man, this is gonna be hard to fucking. S- I don't even know what year that was. Uh, eighty nine, ninety. It's something like that. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll do Necronomicon. I'm sure. Goddamn, so many metal bands with the name Necronomicon. Come is on. Is it on there? Don't know. Ain't found it yet. <laughs> um, movie. Yep, it's on there. Book of the Dead, 1993. Okay, there you go. Book yeah. of the Dead. Yeah. I'll send it. I'll send you a copy. So that's what I'll do for next week. I will send you the link right now, and Johnny. So what we got? We got Necronomic Con, Johnny Mnemonic, and uh, whatever you figure out. Yeah, I'll let you know. Tomorrow. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, anything- you gonna actually watch both movies? Yes. <laughs> I always watch the movies. What are you talking about? This is like the one time I didn't watch. The <laughs> I'm movie. just saying. It's a- it was an accident. I didn't watch. Ooh, what's this? Ooh, I think I'll watch this too. It's called Lovecraft: Fear of the Unknown. Full movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. I need to watch that. Um, so you got anything to pip, sir? Uh, of course, you can always find me here at Bloodbaths and Boomsticks. Uh, you can always find me at GrossMovieReviews.com. Uh, I am still in the process of working on a new book. I'm still in the process of writing the forward to said book. <laughs> uh, I'm, I hadn't had a chance to work on it so far this week, but... I'm halfway through editing it, and uh, very soon I'm hoping this week I could do a lot of stuff to it because I'm at the halfway point through the book. I am on uh, rereading my Killer Dead review. That's oh, where I'm at in it. You have to be the only book that has a Killer Dead review. So, yeah, it's, it's where I'm at these days. Um, I've got nothing to pimp because, I don't know, because I don't. <laughs> Too busy, uh... Trying to not get blowed up or play Pokemon Go, I guess. Anyway, next week we got movies, Necronomicon, Giant Mnemonic, and something else. So we'll see you. Goodbye, Tim Gross. <laughs> Turn out the lights. The part is over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The part is over And tomorrow starts the same old thing again Zombies, man. They creep me out. Henry! Suzanne sucks pussy! Hey, Henry! She's a dyke! I know, I know! She's a lesbian! A lesbian! Well... She's working night. But she left a note. Uh, uh. Is dinner in the oven? We know all about you, Chief. You don't come to water at all, do you? Some bad hat, Harry. Oh, hey, you okay? Damn enchiladas! Oh, you gonna be all right? Oh, Just in case we get killed, I wanted to tell you, you have the biggest dick I've ever seen. 
Thanks. Don't give me turns to religion. What? What it is. Get your ugly white ass out of here. Don't come back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.